What's up, players? Welcome to episode number 23 of Ready Press Play, your weekly source for everything that's new and exciting in the world of video games. Every Friday on your favorite podcast service, we'll be discussing the top news of the week, notable releases on our platforms while we're playing, big topics of the industry, and the games we love. If you want to write anything to be read in the show, send an email to readypressplay at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at readypressplay. No matter where you found us, please subscribe to the feed so you can get every new show directly to your device as soon as it posts. And if you like it, please leave us a nice review. I'm your host, Dan Lima, and I'm joined today, as always, by my co-host, Luis Minchaca. You know, Dan, we could just simply just do ourselves a favor and just cut every news item and just pick three things and then talk about that so we can, be, <laughs> we can keep it under time. That's true. That's true. Well, we got a pretty packed show for you guys today. Uh, last week was a pretty packed show already with us going through all the news from the PlayStation conference as well as everything else. We spent about an hour just on PlayStation and then uh, had to add all the other stuff as well. It ended up being, I think, a two hour long show. Uh, this week might not be that different, but we're going to try to keep it a little bit closer to our typical target of 90 minutes. Uh, we have something special coming in towards the latter half of the show. Uh, we did kind of a, a special segment uh, with our friend David Whitaker, Lewis's friend uh, especially, who I, I talked to for the first time today. And we he, he'll be coming in to, to talk about, you know, his experience starting Level1Gaming.com. Uh, he's also going to share the love for, for a game that he has an interesting relationship with, to say the, le the least. Uh, and we're also, I, I think we should, we should mention that uh, we met, we read one of david's uh, article a few weeks ago in fact lewis read it uh as an editorial while we were talking about the black lives matter um movement and so we were very happy that we got to have him in after we were able to read his article a few weeks ago uh to actually uh tell a little bit of his story and, and why he's working on and i think i think you guys are gonna like it yeah that's actually kind of funny that we we recorded it out of order so we actually know what's coming up in the later segment so yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. That, that's the secret but uh, you guys don't know that because the power of editing is gonna make everything work however we want it to work um Another thing I wanted to say uh, is that we're, we're working on some segment changes during this time frame. We, since there's just so much stuff happening right now, you know, summer of gaming is in the full swing. There's news happening, coming out everywhere. There's, you know, people are tweeting stuff and people are making events and conferences. And there's so much stuff that it's, it's getting harder and harder to keep the show under the time constraints that we originally expected it to be in. We don't want this to be such a long show that people get bored halfway through and don't want to listen to it anymore. Um, you guys can, you know, message us. I would actually appreciate if we, if anybody that's listening, uh, message me or, or tag ready, press play on Twitter or something along those lines and tell us what do you think about this? If you, if you think the, the show being longer is fine, if you like it when it's shorter, etc. Uh, we have an idea of what you guys probably prefer based on, uh, you know, some statistics and also looking at a Twitter poll we did in the past, but any new information is great. Going back to tangent aside, uh, we are going to be putting share, oh, we're going to be putting sharing the love in a little bit of a hiatus. We're going to be bringing it up uh, whenever we have a guest in and maybe in some special circumstances. But most weeks over the next few months, I'm expecting that we're not going to be doing sharing the love at the end of the show. And also our topic of the show, which in previous weeks has been, you know, usually like Louis and I trying to answer uh, a, a question or, or talking about ourselves or how we feel about, you know, some big topic in the games industry uh, over the next few weeks. We might either not have a topic of the show or uh, instead just, just kind of take one of the big news stories and make that the topic of the show. So things are going to be a little bit different with the segments and uh, any feedback is appreciated. So everything the way if, if you miss a segment, if you want something to come back or if you like the way things are, you know, please let us know. Everything we hear from you guys um, helps make the show better. 
Absolutely. Topic of the show, I mean, topic of the show, sharing the love, I don't think is going to go away. We're just kind of putting it on ice and um, we're just doing yeah. it for time purposes. So I'm sure in the fall when things calm down, we'll uh, we'll bring it back. Plus, not to mention, I think uh, we don't, Dan and I don't talk about it. We don't, uh, we don't like, like tell each other, like sharing the love, what we're going to do um, until like closer to a recording. And um, what ends up happening, at least on my part, I'm pretty sure it's on Dan part, Dan's part, but we're kind of already like only halfway into the year and we already feel like we're scrapping the bottom of the barrel with our stories. So it'll be nice to have like some some time in between so that way we can yeah. think of something to talk about. Yeah, exactly. It's not even that we're out of stories. They, they might just not be in the forefront of my mind anymore. So I'm sure things will, will come up with time and, and, and we'll bring it when it's the most uh, relevant. Uh, now, last week we went, we had a deep dive on PS5 stuff, and since then a lot of things have evolved. There's been a lot of updates over the things that were talked about in, in regards to that uh, review event, and so I would like to bring some of these articles here, some of the stuff that's been coming out, uh, and then we can talk about it really quickly. But I also don't want to spend too much time on this. So to start, yes, the PlayStation 5 can sit horizontally. Um, there's been some, uh, some photos, uh, that's been, that have been shared, uh, out there and there are official images from Sony, from PlayStation, uh, that, that show the console sitting horizontally with the base under it. They, they actually have it for both consoles. So Louis, it seems like your fear will be addressed. Uh, I'm still probably going to have it vertical though, because, um, I was just thinking about my media center and how I have everything set up and. I'm probably going to have to have it sitting, uh, standing vertically just for better ventilation. So I've been noticing that my PS4 just sounds like a jet engine. And uh, <laughs> and one of the time, for the first time ever in my entire PlayStation 4 gaming since 2013, I actually got a blue screen message saying, hey, you need to turn off this PS4 because it's overheating. And I'm Damn. like, what the hell? And so I like, I actually listened to its message and I turned it off. And then I realized that the only thing that it was cooling itself off with is hot air. So I was like, Damn. <laughs> and you should maybe be careful about where you're placing it in your um entertainment center yeah like, that's that's what i would be concerned about but yeah i'll probably have it um standing up straight as well i, I thought the console looked really cool that way so i probably will do what uh, they suggested and use it as a as a decoration piece i guess but another another uh, update that we got was in regards to the spider-man miles morales game and this game went through a little bit of a journey after the review event because at first the information seemed to be that uh this would be a remaster of the original spider-man game on the ps4 for the ps5 with added on content but they have later confirmed that this is in fact a standalone game i'm going to read a, a, a piece of this article here on uh, polygon as written by julia lee uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales will have a full story arc for Miles in a standalone game that will be comparable to Uncharted The Lost Legacy in scope, developer Insomniac Games said Thursday. This means that while Miles' game may not be a full game in the same way that its 2018 predecessor was, it will still have a multi-hour campaign. Fans were confused last week when the game was reviewed during Sony's Future of Gaming livestream. As mixed messages from Sony made it hard to tell if Miles Morales was an expansion or a brand new title, Bloomberg reported that the game will be smaller than a traditional console game, but will be sold as a standalone project. And Insomniac has now confirmed the report in a PlayStation blog post. So uh, I'm, I think I'm probably going to be linking this article in the show notes. There's a little bit more information about, about the game and, and there's more stuff coming out. Uh, so I think I think we were right about this. I think this is what we were theorizing last week, right, Louis? Yeah, I was thinking like Uncharted Lost Legacy, like it was going to be like an expansion that's just like, an eight-hour campaign like that's something that's more not necessarily bite-sized but like something that can stand on its own two feet and doesn't have to be sixty dollars my guess is i'm purely speculating here but i'm thinking it's gonna be a forty dollar game yeah i can see that as well uh now on a different story here ps5's horizon forbidden west was has virtually no loading screens 
Sony's Horizon Zero Dawn sequel, Forbidden West, will make use of the PlayStation 5's SSD to help improve load times dramatically. According to game director Mathis DeJong, there will be virtually no loading screens in Forbidden West. Open quote, with a PS5's solid state drive, there will be virtually no loading screens, he said in a new video from PlayStation. In an open world game like Horizon Forbidden West, if you open up the map and fast travel from one end to the other, restarting from a checkpoint will be super fast. And when you boot up the game, you're right there in action. Uh, so some pretty exciting stuff, you know, I've been talking about how the PS5 and the Series X and these new consoles are going to make games work better, not only look better, but also just load faster and run faster and everything. Uh, so I think it's pretty cool to uh, to see them be this bold uh, when it comes to Horizon Forbidden West, which looks amazing, by the way. Dude, can you imagine if like being in an open world game such as Horizon like and you die and it's like celeste and you just load in like you know how like celeste Damn. death screens you like just die yeah. and then you're you're brought back and like snap back instantly to like the beginning of the of the screen that was That'd my uh that dope. was one of my favorite things about celeste by the way it's just yeah they, uh, it doesn't it punish so you kinetic punish in that you. way yeah it doesn't punish you for dying so yeah that's pretty dope also this article that i had just read was written by eddie mccooch for GameSpot. Now, another quick update uh, is that uh, the two games from Bethesda that were shown uh, last conference, those are uh, Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo, will be timed PS5 console exclusives. Uh, So we don't know too too much more details about this, but uh, they have been confirmed um, by the developers that that will be the case. So you would not be able to play these games on Xbox Series X, at least not immediately. Uh, I would assume that at some point they're probably going to make their way uh, to the other console as well. But what do you think about this? Uh, I mean, so Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, that one definitely got my attention. And as far as like timed exclusives, I mean, I think people are generally speaking, they're like very guffa about it. Uh, like they yeah. don't like, they don't like that. Um, but as far as like business sense, I mean, it, I guess that makes sense. I mean, it feels like, uh, at least with Ghostwire Tokyo, it seems very Japanese that uh, you can just, you know, they get away with it, but I don't know about Bethesda's Deathloop. Um, but that game really isn't I'm on my radar anyways. Um, but I think, um, is the consensus, is the general consensus, consensus that timed exclusives can go to hell? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the thing. It's like, I, I've already kind of talked on this show about my stance and, and, and some of the stuff in, in general, I, I, I kind of shifted on it where back in the day I used to be all about like, yeah, man, I love my PlayStation. Give me all the PlayStation exclusives. But nowadays I realize, especially kind of seeing things from the developer perspectives, like there are some advantages to it, but at the same time, especially from, for games from a third party company that doesn't have a, you know, a horse in the race when it comes to Xbox or PlayStation, it, it's probably beneficial to everybody to put their games everywhere. Um, but, you know, good get for a uh, PlayStation, I guess, from a financial slash business standpoint, they're, they're probably, um, there's probably clearly some negotiation there so that they can get these games associated with their brand so that people that are excited about these games people that are Bethesda fans are more likely to get a PS5 before they get a Series X um but yeah it's I I find it kind of unfortunate you know I would would hope that these games would uh be on it it, and also I hate the messaging of timed exclusivity because it's just so unclear um well let's eh meh all right let's (laughs) and just a quick one about the the pricing here Uh, I'll read this one from Alessandro Barbosa in GameSpot. One of the biggest omissions from Sony's recent PlayStation 5 review event was what you can expect to pay for the console when it launches during holiday 2020. In an interview with the BBC, uh, Jim Ryan noted the gaming industry's resistance to periods of recession, but ensured that Sony was working on the right value equation for the PS5. 
Ryan noted the gaming industry's resistance to periods of recession, but ensured that Sony was working on the right value equation for the PS5. I thought I misread that. Uh, open quote, conventional wisdom and history show that our business is one of the more recession-proof businesses, explained Ryan. But I think this will sharpen our need to ensure that we focus on getting the value equation right. And I emphasize value as opposed to price. So this has been making the rounds a little bit. I wanted to acknowledge it, even though it doesn't really say much. It's very vague. It's just, you know, PR speak in many ways. It is an interesting thing for him to say that I think makes me less confident about the PS5 being cheap. I mean, we, we know yes. these consoles are not going to be cheap, but at this point I could see, and I think I said it before as well, I, I could see even more the, the base PS5 being more expensive than the, than the Series X. So everyone is uh, taking this this quote and just kind of like making a lot of like spins with this and like a lot mm -hmm. of yeah, opinions on it. I've been seeing this making the rounds as well. And everyone has basically taken this quote to mean that the PlayStation uh, 5 will be as if not more expensive than the PlayStation 3 at launch. Um, uh, I don't know if I believe that. Well, that's what I've been seeing as far as like my, my mm -hmm. feeds go. But and sure. I, I mean, I can see why people would think that. But at the same time, like, I mean, I don't know. I think he was... I, he was asked a question directly about like price, and he was trying to dance around it and 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 speak in a VR very PR way. So I don't really put a lot of stock in this. Um, so it's just um, it's just a situation where like if if they come out and say it's six hundred dollars, well at least people were gonna be feel vindicated by the by their speculation. And if not, then then hey, then they are talking about a value proposition and they're trying to basically meet that. So cool. Yeah, for sure. All right, Luis, uh, that's that's it for kind of housekeeping and addendums to uh, last week. We're, we're probably not going to talk much about PlayStation for the rest of the show anymore. But what have you been playing? So, OK, I had these uh, two like like small little things that happened with me. Uh, number one, I've been stepping up my live stream game. So come follow me, twitch.tv slash chakalaka88. Shameless plug. Uh, so I've been doing some live streams. And uh, I've been playing around with my green screen and like, you know, learning how to filter myself out properly. I did some Smash. I did some Mario Maker. Uh, but really what I want to talk about is my Fortnite live stream because I am kind of did like the most shameful thing like imaginable. Um, yeah. I, I basically stream someone else's stream. Um, you know, I just put myself, my face on that stream and <laughs> I didn't want to do that. So I queued in uh, because there was the Fortnite event. And the Fortnite event uh, happened on Monday, and it was my day off anyways, and I'm like, cool, I can I can be there. And Epic even put it on their, their little lobby, and it's like, hey, get here 30 minutes early, uh, space is limited. I didn't really take them at their word for it. I ended up showing up 15 minutes early or 15 or 20 minutes early, and I could not get in. I was, I tried to, I basically was faced with the loading screen that would just load forever, and it wouldn't let me queue in. And I was no. super pissed. And I was gonna, I was gonna stream me playing the uh, the Fortnite event. Um, so I ended up basically streaming someone else's Fortnite event. I went to some random Twitch channel and I scrolled to the bottom as far as I can go down. Someone with like a hundred views, and and I was like, okay, well, I just stream his his event and just react to it, I guess. Um, which it was granted, it was like a five ten minute event, anyways. It wasn't that long, but I wanted to, you know, make my own content, and I just wasn't allowed to. So um, I'm pretty well, sure. I, I think that's a pretty. I think a lot of people do that, though, right? Like to like stream themselves over other people's streams or whatever. I've, I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen that before. I have not seen that before. I didn't really feel comfortable with it. You know, I just mm -hmm. it seems really. It just seems very wrong to be biting off of someone else's stream. Uh, but that was. Ah, we my forgive only... you. I forgive <laughs> that you. was my. That was my only. <laughs> avenue to like to, to stream it um yeah i get it and so but from what i understanding is like it was actually like this it was so much traffic that it could not handle it and so uh after the event was over 
I, I I even streamed myself trying to get in even after like I I closed his stream off and I'm still streaming, and I tried uh, queuing in because the event is over. But then it gives me a 50 minute timer saying you're you're fifth you're you're we're gonna give you 50 minutes of wait time before we even try to load you in. And it's like it's captured on my stream and I have the screen like right there and I'm like fuck that and I turned it off and I put on Mario Maker. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's what happened with me. I, I just played some Fortnite um, and the new season's already in effect, which is really weird because usually you do you do a uh, an event and then the season starts but then mm -hmm. they did the event and then the season started two days later and right now there's like some crazy water level thing going on and some uh, some jason momoa uh, aquaman <laughs> happening yeah. i don't know i don't know anything about what's going on new i'm not I haven't played it yet but i'm interested in regards to uh it's it's funny that we got to the point now where we have a weekly Fortnite update on this <laughs> on this on this podcast which is very appropriate because it is pretty much you know the biggest game out there but uh Fortnite even posted on their twitter page in regards to the event we were overwhelmed by the response to the device, which was the name of the event. At 12 million players in-game, we capped participation for stability, while 8.4 million more watch live on Twitch plus YouTube as we push the edge of what live events can be We're improving systems so more of you can experience them in-game. Damn. 12 million people were in to the point where they had to cap it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't one of the 12 million but i was one of the 8.4 million so there you go yeah, yeah definitely and and just a quick update here uh from andrew webster uh for the verge about the new season of fortnite it is finally here and it is brought with a flood uh today epic games released a long delayed third season of fortnite chapter 2 following a massive event earlier in the week which saw the game's battle royale island surrounded by a wall of water fittingly the new season has submerged large areas of the island creating a bigger focus on aquatic gameplay elements that includes a new water world style floating city area and the ability to water ski while pulled by a shark sounds like fortnite <laughs> dope that looks and, dope i'm looking at the new map it looks dope as fuck yeah it does look pretty cool and yeah there there are some uh some new skins like uh like you mentioned including um aquaman and and it looks very much like jason momoa i don't know if it's like um i don't know if you like he's involved with it or if they just happen to uh to to make it similar because that's the aquaman that people know now well, yeah. Well, last season they did Deadpool, so this and they were kind of yeah. like making it seem like Ryan Reynolds's face um, whenever he takes his mask off, and uh, so I'm sure that they kind of sign up, sort of skirted around his likeness, around Jason Momoa's likeness, but they kind of got close enough. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I didn't play Fortnite. Uh, I actually I I maintain what I've been saying over the last few weeks, which I, I'm not playing a lot either. Uh, but continuing with my games uh, and and and. and very big excitement for uh, The Last of Us 2, which is coming out on the day that people are going to be listening to this next. Uh, so are you getting it day one, Louis? Did you already oh, pre-order oh, yeah. it? Oh, yeah. I'm getting day one. Um, I'm not going to get it. I didn't pre-order it. I'm going to probably just get it on my local Walmart and just buy it yeah. there. I didn't pre-order it either, so I'm going to go on a little adventure tomorrow, try to figure out where I can buy it near here. And I agree, I'll, I'll try to find, I'll probably end up getting it from a Walmart. Uh, but, you know, in this time, I'm just kind of trying to finish and beat Shadow of the Colossus before I start uh, The Last of Us Part Two because similar to what you said last time, I, I know that for me as well, when I start playing that game, I probably won't play anything else until I'm done with it. Um, so, so you yeah, don't I'm, happen I'm, to know like the uh, the twist at the end of Shadow of the Colossus, do you? I do not. I'm, Good. I'm three. Good. So... Well, I'm not sure. I, I guess this is not the twist, but initially I thought that uh, they, they tell you that you have to kill a Colossi, I believe, and then it just keeps going after that. So at this point, I, I've already killed, I think, I want to say it was th 13. Yeah, I've killed 13 Colossi. 
Uh, so I got three to go, unless like there's another 16 after it or something. But uh, as far as I know, uh, based on guides and things that I've seen, it seems like it's 16 Colossi is what I have to kill. Um, yeah. So maybe if I if I have time to play it tonight, um, I'll I'll beat it tonight. If not, I might actually get The Last of Us, come home, and then beat Shadow Colossus, and then start. We'll see. Nice. I, I might not beat this game, but I'm trying to because I really do like it. Uh, this is my first time playing this all-time classic uh, game, Shadow of the Colossus. I'm obviously playing the not obviously, but I'm playing the 2018 remake. It's done by Blue Point Games, which are now making a remake of Demon Souls. Um, really good, really excellent remake. Super high fidelity graphics, and mm. it makes me wish that Blue Point Games could make a Zelda game or something. Actually, nice because um, I think that would be amazing. Anyway, that's so, that's yeah. it. Let's actually, well, actually, go I got one more. I got one other game that I was playing, and I wanted to just, just give a shout out to. For sure, um, it was the Jackbox Party Pack. Oh, so yes, yeah, I played this actually earlier today, uh, day of recording. So we're at work, and we work from home. Uh, where I work at and we have the social distancing thing going on and we still have virtual meetings like uh, team meetings and stuff mm -hmm. and so one of the things that we needed we've been doing is we've been playing games with each other um, they've been like trivia and like um uh, like we submitted, submitted baby pictures of ourselves and say, try to guess who's <laughs> the baby, you know, like that kind of thing. We were always trying to like our boss is like encouraging us to like, you know, think of something creative to do that we can all like, you know, do as a team. And so I took the reins and I took the initiative and saying, hey, let's let's do the Jackbox Party Pack. I'm like, I'm going to just play this with my coworkers. And I didn't realize that the Jackbox Party Pack was so like potty, like potty mouth and stuff. And like, you know, like not. <laughs> it was very like HR inappropriate at times, you know. Mm. Um, but well, we, Were you playing the original one? The original one. Yeah, the first one. Mm. So we played this because the thing is, that was the only game because every Jackbox Party Pack seems to be like cap at eight players. And uh, we're like a team of like 12. And so I, there's Jackbox Party Pack has like this uh, uh, true or false game, trivia game that's up to 100 players so we figured i was like hey why don't we do that it's perfect it's a perfect inter uh, interface because when you're like on the website you actually have the question in front of you um mm. and you can actually hit true or false from your from your like phone when you don't have to have it read to you on the screen because one of the things that we were having uh, problems as a te technology wise is that uh, not everybody can see my screen uh so um it was very useful for the fact that you can just see the question and not have to rely on me to read it out to you um but basically it was fun we had a really really fun time everyone was laughing and just um <laughs> It was one of those situations where, like, there was some crazy ass like trivia questions. Like, one of them was like, um, like, uh, what was it? like a, a famous painter? Like, drew like I forgot the name of the painter, uh, Picasso. Like, Picasso drew the, a uh, one piece of artwork with his penis. You know, is that true <laughs> or false? And I'm like, holy shit! And I'm like, or like, or, or, this song was composed was originally inspired by a a soft core porn film. You know, I'm like, damn! <laughs> like, I was like, holy shit! And then like, it got pretty bad. And then there was like a whole category called buttholes, and oh and my then there god, was, uh, yeah. And then there was like crazy. It was like one of them was true. It was like, is like one in five thousand people are born with a butthole in the wrong place. And then it was ended up being true. <laughs> and then there was like, mount your mom, like mount, like as in Mount Rushmore, but like Mount and then your like your mom, like Mount your mom oh is uh, is is located in Asia, and of course that was false. I'm not even sure if there really is such a thing as Mount your mom, but you know, it was like crazy. It was really funny, and I'm like, I had to do some like 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 hey, you just you know what, just read it on your screen. I'm not gonna say it out loud, you know. And everyone <laughs> was laughing and like having giggling, having a good time. So I think uh, the Jackbox Party Pack is I know like it's very popular on streams and stuff, and I think that's a good social distancing game. So I, I think some of the Jackbox Party Packs were actually on sale on the Epic 
epic story a while ago because I actually grabbed I grabbed one of them. I think I might have grabbed the latest one though. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know if that sale is still present. But th- those games are often on sale either on the PSN or some of these other stores. So so if you're interested, definitely keep an eye out. And and uh, they're they're not that expensive anyway. I think they they normally retail for like. I don't know, like thirty bucks or something like that. 20, and there's 25. like an ultimate Jackbox party pack where it's like the first five games for a hundred dollars. So oh wow! Like, yeah. Cool. All right, Lewis, are you ready to get into the news? Let's do it. There we go. So uh, today, as of recording this on June 18, Thursday, we we had a we had an EA presentation, EA Play Live. Uh, they got to announce a few things and show a few things that people already knew were happening. So recently, uh, Star Wars uh, Squadrons had already been announced uh, a few days before. I think after it was announced after we last recorded the show, but before they actually did EA Play and then we finally got to see some gameplay for it. Um, I got an article here from Kotaku that I'm, I'm just kind of going to skim through and, and mention some of the announcements and some of the things that, that were said. But first... I got to do one of those things and give a little disclaimer uh, because I am an EA employee. I do not represent the company. I will be giving my opinion here to the best of my honest ability. Of course, I could have unconscious bias in all of these things. So take my opinion with a grain of salt if you like. Uh, That's Lewis why you does should not listen work... to me. <laughs> yeah, Lewis does not work with EA. He, uh, he'll give you his uh, his opinions as well. Uh, and then we can go uh, from there. But once again, I did not... Uh, represent ea on this and at the same time uh, i actually did not know about the majority of of these announcements um and did not necessarily have an opinion on them beforehand uh either but all right let's read this article from kotaku as written by chris kohler electronic arts had a small slate of announcements for its not e3 presentation today including a new skate game that is in very early in development apex legends coming to switch and more details on star wars quadrants here's the complete rundown skate is coming back eventually they have a long way to go, and this is just the beginning. And thanks for your patience, so definitely do not hold your breath. You commented this into existence, said one of the developers. Apex Legends is coming to Switch and Steam this fall with crossplay. That means that later this year, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Steam, Origin, and Switch players will all be able to enjoy some battles for battle. Battles Royale together. The next Apex event, Lost Treasures, uh, Lost Treasures, hits on June 23rd and brings a variety of new features and items. Uh, we learned about more about Star Wars Quadrants and saw gameplay. The definitive Star Wars pilot experience will have a single-player story mode that lets you play as a few different pilots in different scenarios, flying for both the Empire and the New Republic in a story just after Return of the Jedi. It will also have 5v5 multiplayer. Eight different ships will be playable. There's crossplay between consoles and PC, and also between flat-screen play and VR as well. The whole game is playable in VR, optionally, coming October 2nd. Lewis, I, I don't know if you have the article open. Let me stop right here for a second before I go into the rest of it, because uh, mm-hmm. I do want to hit up some of these other games as well. Um, but I'll say these three are probably the biggest news, right? New, yes. new Skate, uh, Apex Legends coming to Switch and Crossplay, and uh, Star Wars Squadrons. Give me yes. your general thoughts. You can give me general thoughts about the presentation as a whole, as well as these uh, these big guns. So, okay, I am very happy that EA is finally acknowledging the existence of the Nintendo Switch. It only took like 70, <laughs> like 70 million units or however many million units they've already sold. I think it's at like 50. 50 oh, okay, yeah. Units. It only took 50 million units for them to realize that they should probably like pay attention to this audience. Uh, so I'm very happy with that. And, um, you know, some people, like my nephews included, like... My nephews, like, like, their only console is the Nintendo Switch, and I'm glad that they're not being left behind. And uh, my 17-year-old my nephew actually does like a, um, Apex, and he does play it when he's at my house. Uh, so I'm glad he gets a, has, has a chance to play it. And so um, it's, it's 
basically a good there's nothing uh, nothing bad with that so mm-hmm. um i know that it kind of felt like just when i was watching it like it, it kind of felt like apex was becoming a thing again like mm-hmm. i don't know but there was like a a certain excitement in the air when it just made me feel very um it made me feel like it was like this could be um you know those harken back to those days of its early its early success you know like the fortnite killer but with uh with the nintendo switch install base you kind of like and another another audience that you know may not have been able to already play it it's um it's a good thing and i'm happy for it and i'm happy for crossplay and it should have you know people always going to say oh it should have come faster but hey it's happening so cool and as far as star wars squadrons i mean i've already played um battlefront 1 uh, on the ps4 Mm-hmm. And it had a uh, update uh, that happened with there was a VR update, and you can actually play a whole level like it was like a 15 minute level and in, in VR in first person. So I already have an idea of what Star Wars Squadrons could play like. Um, I'm pretty sure that's like they probably use that like as as a foundation. And it's definitely got it's definitely got my attention. Um, I've played like Star Wars Battlefront like two on the PlayStation two. And it reminds me of like those dogfights that happen because there's like aerial combats and stuff. So it really, as well as like other like rogue leaders, like games, like on the GameCube and stuff. So I have a, I have a good feeling as to what this gameplay is going to entail. And I am very excited for it. And um, it's going to give me another, that between this and Iron Man VR, I'm going to have a good time using my VR this year. So it's really good. Yeah. I think I think this is pretty cool too, and I mean we got an announcement pretty close to the release date as well, which is nice. I mean October second is not that far away, and I think that there was a bit of like an, some emptiness in the air as as far as the end of the year. There's a lot of things that have not been confirmed, or things that have been getting delayed, and things that we maybe expect might get delayed. So I think uh, this is like now the big October game, um, in in my opinion, and I think a lot of people will play it, and I, I think the there's a lot of exciting stuff about it as well. Uh, I really like the idea. I, I mean, I don't typically play these sort of flight. It almost come, comes across like a flight simulator type game, but then it also comes across a little bit more arcadey than something like, um, you know, actual flight simulator. Um, but with the with the Star Wars theme around it and uh, the way that it places on the story, the fact that it has a single player campaign, like all of that is stuff that I'm excited about. Uh, I like the idea. I, I do think the multiplayer will be the kind of the the bulk of this game like the core of this game where most of the fun lies but i like the idea of there being a single player campaign that you can go through and kind of figure out the controls and go through the learning curve there uh before you jump into the online uh because i i could i could have seen them going straight to online with this game and i'm glad that they didn't do that um so yeah i'm pretty excited about that too um i have never played apex legends uh but you know it coming to the switch maybe that's when i'll i'll jump in and check it out i i have played fortnite on the switch um quite a few times and with skate i mean that that seems based on the presentation it seems like uh there isn't a lot there yet there's not a lot of information so there's not that much to get excited about uh per se uh unless you're a skate fan that has been clamoring for this forever uh which i'm not uh, you know it, to me i i was I, I was never that that big into the into the the franchise or anything in fact the only actually i I'm familiar with it, but the only skate game that I actually played is Skate It on the Wii, uh, which I think is a pretty obscure uh, title. I, I have a habit of doing that. It's like if I'm going to play one game in the franchise, I'll play the most obscure random one. The worst one uh, sometimes. Yeah, yes. yeah, like the worst <laughs> one or something. Um, I thought now, now that aside, I, I really like the way they, they did the presentation, by the way. I thought it was pretty well put together. You know, I like Greg Miller as the host and I liked how they, they cut in between the segments. I didn't think anything lasted for too long. So in that sense, I do think it was like a step up from uh, EA conferences in the past because um, I felt like the they got the, the pacing right. 
How, yeah. how do you feel about that? Yeah, last year's EA Play it was like out in a hot ass summer day, and you know mm-hmm. and they they would have like these really long developer interviews when Greg would kind of like show uh, like very like awkwardly, I guess. But I <laughs> guess uh, with this kind of situation with a digital presentation, you have a more of a tight like edited. Uh, put together show and I, I'm, I'm definitely really digging that and uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, something I guess I know you didn't you didn't I didn't give you the chance but uh, we we're gonna read the article a little further but uh, I'm a fan of Joseph Ferris and right, take uh, it away. <laughs> yeah he uh, he they announced it takes two and I am like all in i'm like i'm like eating that up like just because Me of how too, much dude. how they edited that hype ass trailer with him like just like <laughs> fuck the oscars and shit like that i'm like yeah you kind of they know what they're doing like let's yeah. not let's like yeah let's not like beat around the bush they knew what they were doing and i'm like yes um and it's really actually nice seeing because i didn't i didn't uh you we were getting ready to do the uh the the, the ready press play for, like live stream and one of the things that we did in our test sessions is that you commented that one of the players looks like joseph Ferris. Uh, one of the characters <laughs> one of the characters looks like joseph Ferris. and then uh i was like yeah that's actually interesting but then like you see like behind the scenes when they were showing that trailer and he was in the motion capture suit and uh, the oh yeah that's suit. right that's and right. so i'm like oh so he really did do his own character he really did do that character so it actually kind of helped um, you know, propel that hype for me. And in the way he talked about his, like his vision for this game was like, Hey, you know, there's a lot of like, uh, like narrative dissonance. We know when everyone's like designing this game, but I am designing this from the ground up to be this energy, like this, uh, the synergy between like emotion and character and like in gameplay. And I'm like, yes, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in, I am going, yes, I'm going to eat from his hand right now. So yeah, yeah, he is very confident and, uh, sometimes cocky. And he said that in the video, the way I agree with you, the way they set that up, the way they put the video together the way he came in it's like all of it you know screamed hype in so many ways and uh, maybe not for everybody because i'm sure this only speaks to a certain portion of the ea audience but it definitely spoke to me and i, I knew it was going to speak to you too and I, i'm pretty excited as well i i i love you know there's something that we're gonna maybe get into a little bit more soon is that there's so much noise with all of the summer gaming stuff that i feel like there's so many great looking um indie games that are kind of getting lost in the shuffle just because there's so much stuff out there so having a trailer like that right instead of just showing the game um building up the the hype behind this this developer who has kind of become like this you know internet personality and interesting uh i don't know just unexpected uh recipe for chaos i guess um to to come in and and then just talk about the game so boldly and and say that you know it's gonna be fucking awesome basically in his own words or um no he said he said it's gonna blow your fucking mind away (laughs) Um, it it definitely makes it stand out right above you know so many of the other things but some of the other stuff that we saw with the ea originals was a game by zoink games named lost in random as well as a game called rocket arena uh, which it seems like Rocket Arena had been announced previously was under a different uh, publisher and and seemingly got picked up by EA uh, and it's going to be coming out on July 14. This is a colorful shooter uh, announced by Indie Studio Final Strike Games. The original version had a close beta last year as an FPS, but is now being overhauled into third person. It's coming to PS4, Xbox One Origin, and Steam with crossplay on July 14. So in just a little under a month, um, we also, for Lost in Random movie trailer voice, in a world where randomness is feared and shunned, a little girl befriends a little anthropomorphic die named Dicey coming 2021. Uh, We got seven EA games that will be coming to the Switch over the next 12 months. They mentioned Burnout Paradise and Apex Legends, uh, but not what the other five are. I guess we can speculate on that. 
Uh, then we got, um, at, towards the end, we got this weird little uh, tease that Criterion, uh, Bioware, DICE, and EA Motive are making next-gen console games. They just kind of showed some, you know, what things that developers are working on, pre-alpha type footage. Here's um, a cool render of a building collapsing, you know. Like, yeah, you know, and some very detailed person. And there, I, I actually think there's some, if people break it down and do an analysis of it, I think there, there's probably a lot of interesting stuff that you can gather from there. Uh, and I'm sure we might see some of these things come out out there on like, I don't know, like Digital Foundry or whatever. Um, but um, yeah, what, what do you think about these other, let's, let's call them like smaller announcements? So uh, with Lost at Random, I can just imagine that the character is going to get into some pretty dicey situations. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm just kidding. No, get um, out of here. <laughs> I had to make a pun somewhere in there. Um, but as far as the, uh, the the that game, it doesn't. I don't know if it really, like, you know, I'm hyped for it. It just, I have my eye on it. It kind of, like, gave uh, gave me some attention or, you know, it's giving mm-hmm. it some, it's holding my attention somewhere. But I don't know if I'm going to remember it in, like, the next, in, like, the next two months. You know, it'll be, like, it'll be, like get closer to launch and then i'm like oh yeah i forgot that game was announced you know yeah um but yeah the as far as like the other announcements go um i'm very excited for rocket arena in the sense that um it looks very fun to play just like just throw out some rocket launchers blow everyone up and it just um i I saw i I saw a smash player uh of pro smash player react to it and so he he said that like some of the mechanics could be very like smash like so you know i I don't know if I, you know, buy that, but I, I can definitely buy like the fun factor, and you know, I have my eye on that game for sure. And um, as far as like the uh, the little tech demos they showed, I just wanted to, you know, give a shout out to like the the you know the blue eyes eye movement and everything, and it kind of looked. Um, it's getting it's getting it's getting there. It's getting close to photorealistic. They might as well mm. have just shot that guy without any mocap or anything, without the dots <laughs> in his face, and just say that that was gameplay like being rendered or something like that, and I would have believed them. So oh, yeah. I, yeah, I think I would too. Uh, no, I, I thought, you know, I thought some of that stuff was interesting, exciting. It's things that we're going to be probably seeing in future years as well when they actually become more uh, fully fledged uh, products and, and there's more to show. But I thought it was a nice little tease. Um, and yeah, overall, uh, overall, I was happy with a lot of the things that I saw. I think Rocket Arena looks very uh, fun as well. I, I, I might be uh, potentially trying that too. A Lost in Random, I think, has potential. I do like the EA Originals brand at, in general, right? So, so I might end up giving it a shot and uh, I'm excited to see like what else they, they can do with that brand. And I'm glad that they're continuing to maintain it uh, rather than just, you know, they could have just done unravel back in the day and abandoned it. So I'm glad that each year it feels like we're getting a little bit more uh, from, from that name. And just one thing that is not mentioned in the article, I think, but is that we're getting a lot of EA games on steam as well, which they kept mentioning. Um, so and that's interesting. Were... And they were actually been dropping EA games on Steam for like the last week or so. We haven't—I don't think we've been covering yeah. it, but they already have been like dropping them. Yeah. So if you're interested in that, you know, if you if you don't like Origin, and you want to get EA games on PC. Uh, for a lot of them, you now have the option to do it uh, through Steam. Some some other stuff about Star Wars Squadrons was uh, breaking before EA Play, and and I actually don't think they they mentioned this in the previous article, so I wanted to bring it up. Yeah, so Star Wars Squadron will be releasing on October 2nd for PS4, Xbox One, and PC for $40. The game will also be playable in virtual reality on PS4 and PC, though EA did not specify which headsets will be supported beyond PSVR, nor did it say if it will come to PS5 and Xbox Series X. Yeah, so I guess I just I just wanted to bring up like the the platforms if if, if I had not said that before, and the fact that they've confirmed that it's uh that it's $40 and that it will have no microtransactions as well. Dope. I think uh, I remember hearing this, and I didn't want to like uh, 
speak out of turn when we were talking about it because I wanted to say that about like the whole no microtransaction things, but I didn't know if I was pulling that out of my ass or if mm. I really did know that for a fact. So yes, yeah, so I'm glad this article was here. Yeah, so that, that information is out there as well. All right, Louis. So something else that happened was a Pokemon presentation called Pokemon Presents. Uh, I'm going to read this from my Nintendo News. It's written by Sicker. Uh, today, and this this was obviously a few days ago, uh, Tsunekazu Ishihara, president and CEO of the Pokemon Company, unveiled a broad range of new video games, apps, and more during a Pokemon Presents video presentation. These experiences will enable players everywhere to interact with Pokemon in a variety of new ways. The Isle of Armor, the first set of content in the Pokemon Sword Expansion Pass and the Pokemon Shield Expansion Pass, also launched this week worldwide. This downloadable content for the blockbuster Pokemon Sword and Shield video games is available for purchase in Nintendo eShop and allows trainers to continue their adventures in the Gala region. Uh, so we've talked about the expansion before. Some of the new stuff that they showed is that they showed a new game. Pokemon Cafe Mix is a free-to-start game for Nintendo Switch systems and mobile devices. Starting this week, trainers can preload Pokemon Cafe Mix in Nintendo eShop, pre-order the app in the App Store, or pre-register the app on Google Play. Uh, we also got some updates on Pokemon Go. Pokemon Smile, which is a very weird mobile game that uh, is supposed to incentivize kids to uh, brush their teeth properly. But I think the biggest one, the one that I know you're going to want to talk about, Louis, is new Pokemon Snap. The new Pokemon Snap game for Nintendo Switch system is based on its namesake, which was first released for the 64 console in 1999. This game will take trainers on an adventure to unknown islands overflowing with natural sites such as jungles and beaches where they can research various Pokemon in their natural habitats. They will take photos to make their very own in-game Pokemon photo decks all while discovering new, never-before-seen Pokemon expressions and behaviors. So why did you think about this? all these Pokemon news? What are you excited about? What are you thinking? Okay, well, before we get into Pokemon Snap, I just wanted to say that uh, Cafe Mix looks okay. Like, it doesn't look very, um, I don't know, exciting. And mm -hmm. I saw I saw the gameplay. It looked like a little fun, little little like distraction. Um, I don't want to take anything away from it. And um, as far as Pokemon Smile goes, I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm I'm gonna be a 31 year old man using Pokemon Smile more than a more than a four year old <laughs> child would. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. I'm not, I don't think I'm gonna use that app. It's just basically a little like distraction, like a little something for like kids to like you know catch pokemon while they brush your teeth and it just helps them i guess i don't know i've never i i think as a child i did have like a problem with like not wanting to brush my teeth so i guess that's all that's cool for parents it's not i'm it's not i'm not the target audience on that one yeah, uh, definitely. but it kind of does seem like like uh the pokemon com company wants uh wants people to interact with their brand in any way shape or form like pokemon sleep pokemon smile like uh like pokemon go like it's just like everything has got to be pokemon in some way we have to touch uh every demographic and every any possible way and i'm kind of very cynical about it but at the same time you know money so yeah. yeah, which by the way, I was surprised that we uh, didn't hear anything new about Pokemon Sleep. I mean, it, it's been a while. I think you know people are starting to sleep on it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my job to make the puns around here. I know, I know. I I, I, I tweeted that one a few days ago. So. Oh god, <laughs> I must have missed that one. I'm usually good at reading your tweets. Uh, but as far as like uh, a new Pokemon Snap, okay, I hate the name. They should have just called it like Pokemon Snap Two or something Th like that. That's Nintendo though. It's like just like new Super Mario Brothers. I know. I, I, I know. feel like they've done this with other franchises as well. I just the new Nintendo like a, 3DS. There we go. The new Nintendo 3DS. Oh, I God. think it when I when I saw that I was like, oh, okay, all right. I guess that's what Nintendo does. <laughs> but I'm hype as fuck for the uh, for the announcement because it looks gorgeous as 
fuck? And I'm like, damn. Like, this is what the models uh, at minimum should have been for, like, Sword and Shield, in my opinion. Mm. Um, I was expecting them to go hella next gen with these uh, with Pokemon. And and uh, this is going to be the next best thing. And I think this is uh, this is good. And I feel like the Nintendo Switch was made for for this. Well, the Wii U was made for po- the, Pokemon yeah, Snap. I know. The Wii U was made for Pokemon Snap, but this is the next best thing, all right? So we got the... <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting gyro controls. I am expecting Labo VR support. You know, oh, I, what? <laughs> yes. I, I, Isn't that terrible, it. though? What? I, I hear what I hear from Labo VR is that it it's really bad. I heard that it was it was uh like I've seen some reviews for it and I've I've uh, I've the consensus that I got from those reviews is that it's good for like a starting place. It's not a good VR like for long for like long mm-hmm. sessions, but it's good for like short quick sessions. It's very cheap, you know. You have a three hundred dollars system, you know. You get you know, this Nintendo Switch, and you also have like just cardboard that you just put together. That's very cheap, and, right? You know, you don't have to buy a PlayStation VR. You know, you don't have to buy an Oculus. You don't have to have a dope ass PC. You know, like this is like very good entry level VR, and it's serviceable. As and, someone that has yeah. done a little bit of VR development before and has dealt with a uh, like low end mobile VR, like 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 Gear VR type of thing, like when you have a mm-hmm. phone, you put it yeah. in a similar thing. Yeah. Um, I would be surprised. I I, I mean, I'm speaking a little bit out of turn with the Labo VR specifically, but considering it uses the Switch as the screen, uh, yeah. and knowing kind of the resolution of the Switch and yeah. the frame rate that most things run at, I would be surprised if the majority of people can handle even uh, being <laughs> in there without getting nauseous too fast. Um, so I mean, anyway. like with the boat, with the with the Labo VR, there there is a camera, uh, like cut out cardboard thing where you can like use the joy cons and like and like move like the lenses and you can feel like the the vibration like the what do you call it the hd rumble and make it feel mm-hmm. very tactile you know when you take a picture so i i expect nothing less and anything anything <laughs> less than that and i will be disappointed but overall i'm very happy and excited for the announcements cool all right and we mentioned cafe mix but uh you know i'm just gonna read a little bit more here so people know what it is to uh it's a unique puzzle game where players can link pokemon icons together by swirling them around to link icons players who need to grab a pokemon icon and drag it next to another icon of the same pokemon species so yeah it seems like an interesting little puzzle game so if you're interested in that go check it out um cool so uh and, and for pokemon go we're gonna start seeing mega evolved pokemon showing up in that game dope also I just want to mention that uh, this has been coming out recently as well, that after the recent Pokemon news, Nintendo shares in Japan have hit their highest point since 2008. Uh, So if you bought Nintendo shares recently, good for you. I sold mine not too long ago. So, (laughs) (laughs) And let's get into our next story here from uh, Zach Zwiezen. I think I pronounced it right. uh, At Kotaku, everything announced at the PC Gaming Show 2020. So I'm not going to read this article. We're going to link it in the show notes. There's so much, like we keep mentioning, happening recently uh, that I recommend people, if you want to see what's going on, go to the Summer Game Fest website, uh, which is the one that, you know, Jeff Keighley put together. And you can see, like, pretty much all the streams are getting linked there. But since the last time we recorded the show, like, other than the Pokemon event, other than EA Play Live, we had something called the Gorilla Collective, which was three days worth of, like, smaller video game announcements it was put together by the media indie exchange as well uh alongside kind of funny then we had the pc gaming show uh which happened last weekend there's a lot of stuff from that too we had something called the future games show and we had something called the upload vr showcase 
And there's stuff happening almost every day. And and other than these big bigger events, there's also like so many other little things that are coming out. Um, so I'm gonna go through here. Um, I, I'm just gonna kind of list out the games that uh, were either you know announced or got updates from the PC uh, the PC gaming show specifically as they're listed in this Kotaku article. So Torchlight 3 is out on Steam right now. Uh, Persona 4 Golden is also out on Steam. The creator of DayZ reviewed his new game. It's called Icarus. The first gameplay footage of Evil Genius 2 was released. Uh, Remnant from the Ashes is wrapping up with a big DLC. Publisher Humble Games showed off a whole state of games. Those included uh, Produce, Fate Tactics, Project Wingman, and Cardo. Total War Saga Troy uh, will let you rewrite, rewrite history, so we saw some updates of that game. Uh, Mafia Definitive Edition is a new version built entirely from the ground up. They did not show gameplay for that yet, though. A new look at Twin Mirror, the next game from Don't Nod Entertainment. Those are the guys that made Life is Strange. Uh, and other trailers shown included Valheim, Ooblets, Elite Dangerous, a bunch of stuff. Uh, what, I, what I was telling Lewis is that I think the best way to approach everything that's been going on right now is to just kind of talk, talk about the things that have been standouts for us or that have come to our attention in one way or another. Um, for me, some things that I wanted to give shout outs to is that uh, this game called Mortal Shell I've, been, I've seen going around. It's kind of like a Dark Souls-like game, uh, and I think it looks pretty cool. Uh, so that's something that if you're into those kinds of games, I think you should look into. I believe that was shown at the PC gaming show as well. Um, I do think the new game from uh, Don't Not Entertainment um, seems interesting, especially for people that are fans of Life, Life is Strange or those kinds of adventure games. Metal Hellsinger, I think, is really dope. I think we might have mentioned this last week. This game, Lewis, if you haven't seen it yet, is basically Doom Rhythm Game. Um, it's a little bit lower budget. You can tell like it doesn't look as good as Doom, uh, but it seems to play very similar and it looks good enough. Um, and and just the idea, like the music with the, the blasts and, and, and shooting in that fast-paced speed of Doom at the same time that you're doing it to the beat of the music, it just seems so unique and interesting. I really think that's one of the standouts so far. Damn, I didn't even that see seen. that. That's yeah, crazy. I, there's so much shit that I didn't even that didn't I know, hit my dude. radar. I know. I, 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 if I were you, I'd definitely check that out because I think I think you might find it interesting. Also, they got a lot of like um, actually known like metal bands making music for this game, and they're making original music for the game. Um, I don't know if you necessarily know them, but people that are in the metal scene might know them. One of the bands that I've uh, seen that I've listened to before called Trivium uh, is one of the featured artists, but there, there's even a few bigger ones, I think. Um, then we got a new announcement of a game uh, from uh, Hello Games, the, the developers of No Man's Sky. The Last Campfire. Yeah, that was going to be my shout out right there. I was going to shout that one out because, okay, it looked like, how do I, it looked like a game I've played before, but like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I can't think of a game right now, but I, it just definitely had the music. It definitely mm -hmm. set the tone. And so I am very much interested in this game. And I I know that this game was previously announced before at a Nindy uh, showcase. So I already had my, my radar on this one. So getting to see more of it is definitely good. And I'm definitely glad that yeah, this game isn't like easily like trying to leave like the public consciousness and they're just trying to bring it back. And I don't know if it's getting drowned out in all these announcements, but hey, they're they're doing their marketing push. Yeah, it's it's hard for anything to uh, not get drowned out. I feel like at this point you need to have some kind of memeable meme like thing to to stand out with everything that's been going on, like bug snacks. I don't know if you've seen that, but you know yeah. a lot of people are sharing the song for that. Um, then we got a new Surgeon Simulator coming, Surgeon Simulator Two. Meme. Uh, 
<laughs> Sorry, what? That's memes. All like memes. All oh yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> that, game, that game is centered around memes, uh, especially the first one. So this looks like the like the the first game, but on crack because they like went way more involved in like you know you can actually move around and now you got puzzles and these co-op things going on. So uh, I'm glad that they are taking this and running with it. And um, it's definitely, it was definitely not a game that I was, that was something that I was interested in, like as far as like the first one, but mm-hmm. at least this one definitely has like that let's play slash live stream kind of fun uh, shenanigans that makes, oh, yeah. that would make for good content. And, and talking about co-op, which you mentioned right there, there's also a new co-op horror game in the Outlast franchise, and it's called The Outlast Trials. Uh, so this uh, this seems interesting as well. Those are some of the games that I wanted to give a shout-outs to. Um, obviously, Amazon Game Studios is also releasing uh, their MMO soon. You know, they, they released Crucible recently, and then they're also going to be releasing uh, different teams, but they're also going to be releasing New World um, in, I think, la- next, no, in a, in a few months, I think. And, and they showed some of that in some of the shows as well. Um, yeah, like I said, there's there's just so much stuff out there, so many games getting announced. I have a feeling that no matter what you're into, there's probably some stuff out there that's speaking to you. I've I've been finding, Lewis, that these weeks have been crazier than than E3 even is. Uh, I don't know if it's just because it's I'm like it's lasting longer, <laughs> um, or or there's just more announcements in general, or there's there's also a lot of overlap. So there's games that are showing up in multiple places at the same time and. Um, but there's just so much out there and, uh, there's a lot of exciting stuff. Um, so definitely go and, and check everything out. It definitely um, feels like a shotgun blast happening like every five seconds, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, if you don't have any more sh- shout outs for uh, summer game fest stuff and uh, PC gaming show, et cetera, the things that have been going around, I'm, I'm going to be throwing a bunch of links in the show notes for you guys to all explore. However, you, uh, see fit, um, yeah. you guys, the listeners. I'll but. give three shout outs here. Um, mm-hmm. This is like, these are all come from the yeah, PC gaming showcase. Uh, so obviously number one, Persona 4, like shot up to the top of the Steam sales oh, charts yeah. day, one, like within an hour of it releasing. Like the demand or like the, that's for this game is ridiculous. And I'm, I'm actually kind of um, interested that this game actually was released uh, at this price point because as far as I understand, the game came out at $20, which is more than you can buy it for on the Vita. I think the Vita version is still $30 on the eShop, mm-hmm. uh, on the PlayStation Store. So I think that's really cool. Um, I'm a fan of the price point, And I'm also, um, you know, happy that um, Atlas or Sega is going to like, you know, really like test the waters as to, you know, where, what, um, what other things you can do with this, with this IP, because I know it's been rooted in Sony hardware for such a long time. You know, if Sony is not, if they didn't, if they didn't have like any like licensing agreements or any like, like backdoor deals, maybe the Sony will, will be lax and allow Persona 5 Royal to come to Steam. You know, that would be dope. Uh, yeah. So yeah, um, I am uh, glad that the rumors were true. And uh, one of my uh, YouTube channels that I that I follow, Game Explain, uh, they actually had an early copy of the game uh, on Steam that they reviewed. That their review dropped right after, like as soon as their the announcement happened. So they had like like every they had videos ready for it. They had the review ready for it as well as like graphics comparison between it and the Vita, like just. Boom! Right then, right then and there, and I'm like, damn! Like these, uh, Game Explain did not like tip their hand at all, like to like know to let us know that they had it because I don't even think IGN had that coverage like right then and hmm. there. So interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen that much stuff on it, so so I don't know. 
But it just generally interesting uh, kind of winners in some way of this whole uh, time frame are both Steam as well as Epic Games. And you can tell that that rivalry keeps growing because so many I saw so many things that are coming to Steam. I mean, we're just talking about EA Play and how a lot of those games have been coming to Steam. Um, and like they're making headlines out of it and everything. And, and meanwhile, a lot like like. I don't know, like, I think a good third of what was shown in the PC gaming show was also coming exclusively to the Epic Game Store. Uh, yeah. So you can tell that that, that conflict uh, continues. That developers were like, you can you can uh, wishlist it right now on the Epic Game Store. And I'm like, damn, like two years <laughs> ago, you would be saying Steam. Like, what the hell happened? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so definitely some interesting. I, th- I feel like we can almost do like a topic of the show about that stuff at, at some point. Uh, but moving on here. So there's two quick stories I want to hit and then do our extra news. Um, I'm, I'm not going to spend too long on this. Uh, you guys can read more about it if you're interested. Um, Xbox Series X smart delivery will also carry your safe data across. This is from Matt Purcell at IGN. Uh, this was explained in an Xbox Wire news post. Uh, smart delivery will be available for all Xbox Game Studios games, and third-party developers are able to take advantage of it should they wish. The system automatically takes care of recognizing what console you are on, which data to install, and brings across your saved games too. So for example, if you've been playing Gears 5 on Xbox One, if you buy a Series X and install Gears 5 on it, the system will automatically install the upgraded, optimized version of the game, and you can con- continue the campaign from where you last saved on your Xbox One. Uh, there's a list of games uh, that will be supporting smart delivery. Some of those include Halo Infinite, Cyberpunk 2077, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Destiny 2, and as well as a bunch of others. Um, and it should be noted that not all games will have smart delivery, and those that do won't all have it day one. For example, well, we'll, we'll get into this part later. Microsoft also points out that when a game upgrades, it doesn't mean you lose the original version. You can have both versions as they're considered as just one game in the system. Uh, so some pretty interesting stuff. They're kind of clarifying how, uh, how how things will work uh, with smart delivery and kind of differentiating it from regular backwards compatibility as well. Um, so backwards compatibility, you get your Xbox One game, put it on Series X. Uh, if it's just typical backwards compatibility, it's going to run the game as, as you normally run it. It'll probably run better just because it's in the better console, but... Smart delivery really is, really seems to be hammering on these like best versions, upgraded versions of the game that you get access to uh, by, you know, buying the game on one platform, you get access to it in both platforms. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what else to say other than like uh, we've I've, we've harped on this before about how it being a uh, very consumer friendly move and and I'm it's very interesting that this is like their Xbox's like clapback to the PlayStation 5 uh conference because it kind of felt like like the consensus is that like that in one fell swoop uh PlayStation like took the lead like and like unlike like undermine the entire like momentum that Xbox has been like getting from a marketing standpoint. So um, it's very interesting that they're like, you know, making this the, the big, their big uh, like return, like be like, Hey, you know, we may not be announcing anything, but let me just remind you that we have smart delivery. And I don't know, I don't know how effective that is, but other than the fact that, you know, um, they are still like doubling down that they are, they are the more consumer friendly, um, like console as of right now unless sony announces something later on down the road but you know uh we don't have like sony's audience doesn't have a smart delivery at this juncture so yes yeah absolutely um either way we're we're going to be seeing what else xbox has to offer on their july presentation as well which i'm very excited about i'm very excited to see how that 
comes back and compares in, in response to what PS5 has done so far. Uh, and then we got NPD numbers for the month of May, something that I would usually like to cover in the show is whenever we get the NPD numbers of like going through them and talking about them. Um, but today we're a little bit out of time. Uh, this was written by Brandon Sinclair on gamesindustry.biz. U.S. gaming sales in May were up significantly year over year, but the pace of growth slowed somewhat as the country, um, as uh, some, somewhat as the country, the third month since COVID nineteen was declared a pandemic. Okay, this is a little odd, but they're trying to say that it's still over last year's, but it's low down compared to the last few months. Um, everybody already has Animal Crossing by now, that's why. Um, the NPD today released this number for U.S. gaming sales in May, showing overall sales of hardware, physical games, downloaded full games, and video game accessories totaled $977 million for the month, up 52% year over year. Uh, I'm going to just go through the top games here. Uh, I'm going to read the top 10 uh, for the games uh, sold between the period of May 3rd to May 30th. Number one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019. Number two, Grand Theft Auto V. Number three, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Number four, NBA 2K20. Number five, Mortal Kombat 11. Number six, Red Dead Redemption 2. Number seven, Minecraft. Number eight, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Number nine, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Number 10, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So uh, do you have any comments on, on this list and these I numbers, Louis? Yes, I have a couple of hot takes. Uh, number one, oh. Grand Theft Auto V and uh, Minecraft just never leave the top 10, so that's interesting. <laughs> um, so obviously New Horizons doesn't include digital sales. Um, Mortal Kombat 11 being number five is because of the, the re-release expansion thing going on, so yeah. cool. But my big hot take here is, damn, like Final Fantasy VII like, fell from grace really hard. Like It was mm. like, not when I think about it and how when it, when it first released at the beginning of April, like you know everyone was talking about it, but now it feels like like the, uh, the 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 chatter around it you know has died down and uh it goes back to like our topic of the show from a couple weeks ago about like being part of like like the uh the water cooler moments and like you know buying mm -hmm. it day one and being part of the excitement and the fervor and now it just kind of feels like you know even if the game gets discounted and stuff like that like the it's over like no one's talking about it everyone's played it and moved on so to be yeah. fair, the eighth best selling game of the month is still pretty good. But I see your point. It's like, yeah, that you can you can tell that the conversation has moved on by now. Everybody's excited for The Last of Us 2 uh, coming out today when you're listening to this. And and I feel like that's kind of uh, taken a lot of the, the conversation. And, and, and look at Animal Crossing, on the other hand, that has just maintained this lead uh, the whole year as, as kind of being the top selling game that came out this year and month after month. Um, another interesting thing here is Assassin's Creed Odyssey as well. That game is like, it's over, when did that game come out? That game is two <laughs> years old, right? Like over I, two years old. Yeah, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Because we didn't get, um, we're in 2020. We didn't get an Assassin's Creed in 2019. That was the 2018 Assassin's Creed game. So it will be two years old at the end of the year, but it's, it's a year and a half Assassin's Creed game. Uh, and it's still in the top 10. So, uh, good for them. Uh, there Jedi Fallen Order still there was a sale. Well. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. All right, cool. Uh, so I think this is it for our regular news. Now, going through the extra news here real quick. CD Projekt Red has announced that Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed from September 17 to November 19. Uh, this is a big story. It's been making the rounds. I just figured there wasn't that much to say uh, about it that we haven't already said about similar delays. Uh, number two, AT&T is reportedly in talks to sell gaming division Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment in a deal that may be worth around $4 billion. Uh, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment currently owns a number of studios, including TT Games, Rocksteady Studios, NetherRealm Studios, Monolith Productions, Avalanche Software, and WB Games. 
Uh, it's important to note that things like the Batman IP would not be included in the sale. So even though they could get whoever bought this could get, for instance, Rocksteady, they would not necessarily have the rights to make Batman games yet unless they, they worked out a deal for that as well. Uh, number three, Square Enix announced it's making Kingdom Hearts Hallmark Tunes the star attraction in a rhythm game called Melody of Memory. It's coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch later this year. Number four, The Glory Society, a studio founded by some of the developers of 2017's Night in the Woods, has teased a new game on Twitter by posting an eerie image of a similar art style. We're both fans of Night in the Woods, so excited to potentially see a new game from those guys. Number five, Warner Brothers and At Ease have announced The Lord of the Rings Rise of War. Rise to War, a new mobile game based on the books by J.R.R. Tolkien. Uh, and number six, just a quick one for to, for people to check out. Since we, we featured an Animal Crossing thing last week, I figured we would do it again. Um, KF, KFC has opened a virtual restaurant in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, this, I believe, was the KFC chain in the Philippines. Uh, they've actually created a restaurant that people can visit inside the game. So I thought that was pretty funny. They should have all the employees be chickens. <laughs> that, would be, that would actually be kind of messed up in a way <laughs> <laughs> i know i just thought about that just on the spot anyways um as far as there was like a podcast i used to listen to and it was just like they had a segment uh called buy and sell which was they would just comment on rumors and they would comment on whether or not they would buy the rumor or just sell the rumor like they don't whether or not what they think it's true or not um so my thing is, as far as buyer, buying or selling, I'm going to sell the rumor that AT&T is going to sell the gaming division from Warner Brothers. I think that's a, that would be a terrible thing. Um, NetherRealm Studios, they're a very good, talented studio that make good fighting games. The Mortal Kombat series and the, Inju mm -hmm. the Injustice series. Uh, Rocksteady, they've made Game of the Year's uh, uh, Traveler's Tales. I believe that's TT Games. Um, what did, damn it. What did they do? I know, I know they made a good franchise. What are they? Was it the Lego games? I don't know, but whatever. Anyways, TT Games, they are, uh, they're good. Everyone's, everyone's good. So my whole thing is uh, Warner Brothers, as uh, they, they own DC, they have uh, these IPs that they, I think they want to control. And I think it'd be a terrible thing for them to go out and um, to just go out and just sell these, uh, these studios. You know, like, I think it would be like one of those kind of moves that like, Disney has made before in the past, like Disney has, uh, has like, you know, dissolved their gaming division. And that's why they're just, you know, licensing out their IP to different studios. And I think, um, I think for me as a bit from a business perspective, I think it's better just to own your, um, you know, vertically like own like mm -hmm. the, the production side of things and have control. So, um, it's not unheard of. It's not, it's, I mean, like Disney did it with Lucas, uh, Lucas art. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually did it. But I would be, like, remiss to say, like, you know, they shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder who's going to be the one buying it. That's what I'm the most uh, curious about. Because that's a, that's an awesome um, portfolio Portf of studios. Doesn't mean that, you know, one company is going to swoop in and buy everybody. They're probably going to get spread out. Um, but how awesome would it be if somebody like Microsoft came in and just bought the whole thing? Because um, I, could, I could potentially see that happening. And then they would have, you know, many studios of a very high caliber. Uh, and I don't know if you heard me earlier, but I was saying TD Games. Yes, they they make a lot of the Lego games. Yes, um, yes. Uh, I I accidentally like unplugged my headphones, so I did not hear you. Uh, <laughs> no but um, also the other thing I wanted to say is in like all of these crazy announcements and drowning everything drowning out. Not once did the CD Projekt Red uh, delay actually like hit my radar. So this is news to me, and I'm surprised. Yeah. 
Well, it's uh, they needed. I I didn't read the full statement, but uh, summary they 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 need two more months of polish to get the game ready, and I do think it's a consequence of you know the work from home situation. It's not the first time the game has been delayed as well. Um, but now it's it's going to be interesting to see this game come out in November, um, probably around the time the new consoles are hitting too. Um, so people will buy it and and probably have an option of where, which consoles to play play them on, unless they end up kind of delaying the whatever you would call it, I guess, like the, the, the smart delivery upgrade to the next version or whatever as well. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Lewis, uh, why don't you run us through... What are you buying? What, what's out there this, this coming week? Okay, so there is a lot going on here. So uh, day, this day, this, uh, this episode dropped, we got Burnout pa- uh, Paradise Remastered coming to the Nintendo Switch today, as well as the Academy, the first riddle, uh, PC, Mac, iOS, and Android, the Coma 2 uh, Vicious Sisters, on PS4 and Nintendo Switch. Um, as uh, so, here's here it is. This is the the pick of the week. Uh, the Last of Us uh, Two, The Last of Us Part Two. Excuse me. Uh, it's going to be out on PlayStation Four. It's an exclusive. Uh, five years after their dangerous journey across the post-pandemic United States, Ellie and Joel have settled down in Jackson, Wyoming. Living amongst a thriving community of survivors has allowed them to ha- allowed them peace and stability, despite the constant threat of the infected and others. More desperate, um, and other, ooh, that's a terrible read. Despite the constant threat of the infected and other more desperate survivors, when a violent event or disrupts that peace, Ellie embarks on a relentless journey to carry out justice and find closure. As she hunts through those responsible one by one, she is confronted with the de- devastating physical and emotional repercussions of her actions. So, there we cool. go. Um, I am definitely going to be buying this game day one, as we mentioned before, and I don't know if I can be able to beat this game in time for next week's episode, but I definitely um, would try to go for it. I'm going to try to beat this game by the time that we record next week. So uh, I'm going to be realistic with the, the way I play games and, and say that as much as I'm going to want to play this a lot, I doubt that I'm going to beat it, especially because I think this game is, is supposed to be... Um, double like about double the the length of the original or significantly longer than the original so 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 i just wanted to say that the um uh the first game it took me about a week to beat because i dropped everything and played that game uh i want to try to do that but i probably it probably is more realistic to say two weeks for me uh but for sure i think we could probably make the you know our non-spoiler review discussion be like our topic of the show next week probably depending on depending on how things are play out you know no pun intended Uh, so, uh, next we have SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for the Bikini Bottom Rehydrated PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC out June 23rd, which is Tuesday, um, which I believe they were trying to, like, have synergy with, like, the SpongeBob SquarePants movies that was supposed to come out this summer. Um, so, unfortunately, the whole COVID situation caused the theaters to shut down, so they're still pushing on with the release date. Uh, Tower of Time, uh, PlayStation 4 on June 23rd as well, as well as Ninjala for the Nintendo Switch on Wednesday, June 24th. Uh, we covered Ninjala before on a previous podcast. It looks like uh, basically uh, they're trying to make a new Splatoon-type uh, game. Uh, Blair Witch for the Nintendo Switch, June 25th, as well as uh, Crying Sons iOS and Android, June 25th, Phantom Covert Ops, then Oculus Rift, and The Quest, uh, June 25th. The Almost Gone, uh, Nintendo Switch, PC, iOS, Android, June 25th. Uh, Tower of Time, uh, Nintendo Switch, June 25th. Also, not in this document, uh, which this kind of just dropped earlier this week, 
but we covered on a previous podcast that uh, Star Wars Episode One uh, Racer, the pod racing game from Nintendo 64, um, that got delayed out of its May May release within mm-hmm. a week of it coming out. So they just said, "Hey, uh, we're it's coming out now. It's going to be out on Tuesday." Uh, June 23rd, um, it will be available. Um, and they just kind of like sort of like quietly mentioned that it's coming out. So it's not on a lot of people's radars. So there we go. Uh, as part of the Steam Games Festival, uh, they're putting, there's so many Steam games that are getting free demos right now. In fact, there's more than 900 free demos. And I want to give a shout out to one particular one because there's this game called Patrick's Parabox, which I, I never talked about this in this podcast, but maybe I'll tell you as a story for another time. Um, although it's not that interesting, but I, I helped judge games for the Indie Games Festival uh, earlier. Like I, I, I was doing the judging l- late last year, but it was for the IGF awards that happened during GDC that would have happened during this year's GDC ended up happening digitally. And this game, Patrick's Box, was actually one of the games that I played um, when I when I was doing that uh, because there there's so many games, there's so many entries, so any individual judge uh, only gets to play so many of them. And granted, I wasn't I wasn't like one of the final judges that makes the final decisions. I was at like an early part where you can sign up to be a part of it. Um, it's it's really not that big a deal, really. But but you get access to all these to to a, a certain amount of games uh, that you can go and 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 play and then and then put on your thoughts and and vote on them to win awards and etc. And uh, this was I think might have been the my favorite game that I played um, as as part of that process. And it's not officially out yet, but there's a demo for it on um on steam that you can get right now and i actually want to link this on the show notes because i think everybody that likes games should go and give this game a shot because it's just mind-blowing it's very simple um like very simple art very simple design um but just the way it operates is it, it did something with its design that's very clever and interesting and that i had never seen done before uh, it's kind of hard to explain, but ultimately it made this game win excellence in design uh, during uh, this year's IGF awards. So definitely worth checking out. I definitely want to link this in the in the in the show notes as well. Well, we can't really skip this one, but we got Quantic Dreams demos. They show up on Steam. Uh, so full games uh, coming later this week. So Quantic Dreams typically tends to be like a PlayStation uh, second mm-hmm. party type situation. So we have like uh, PlayStation 3 games and also PlayStation 4 games. Heavy Rain, uh, Beyond Two Souls, and Detroit Become Human. So uh, those are the three big uh, games that are going to be releasing on Steam soon, apparently. So there we go. Uh, So I guess that takes us to our next segment. Got a selection of good things on sale, stranger. There we go. So Broke Gamer's Guide. So uh, we have uh, this week for free. It's Pathway, which did not... I swear to God, they changed it because I don't remember that being the last week's... Whatever. Anyways, uh, so I guess... uh, (laughs) Yeah, they might have switched it up on us. They they tend to do that from time to time. Let's just read yeah. this blurb real quick. Uh, so explore explore the strange unknown with Pathway, a strategy adventure set in the 1930s. Great wilderness. Uh, unravel long-forgotten mysteries of the occult. Raid ancient tombs and outwit your foes in turn-based squad combat. Um, it's got a very unique, interesting art style. Um, it looks very uh, it looks very dope. And uh, so gonna go ahead and just shout out next week's uh, free games. They are allegedly at this point. Uh, <laughs> Air, Memories of Old, as well as Stranger Things 3, the game. So pretty good, pretty good. Uh, so Amazon has a buy two, get one free uh, sale. Um, returns MLB The Show 20, uh, Bioshock for Switch, and more. So Amazon is hosting another buy two, get one free sale. And there's a bunch of uh, uh, great PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch games up for grabs. So looking at the uh, compilations here, the sale includes, uh, let's see... 
uh, games that are featured in the PlayStation Days of Play sale. So you can see MLB The Show 20 for $40, Days Gone for 20 Marvel Spider-Man The Game uh, Game of the Year Edition for 20 Death Stranding for 30 Neo 2 for 40 and Dreams for 30 um, You can see Xbox One stuff, so for Forza Horizon 4 for $25, Halo 5 for $10, um, as well as a multi-plats for, uh, for both consoles, uh, Mortal Kombat 11, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, Doom Eternal, and Maneater. And also for the first-party Nintendo Switch games, uh, they are they don't appear to be represented, uh, but you can still apply the uh, promotion for a handful of Switch games. So, um, including like the 2K uh, Bioshock, the collection, and the Borderlands Legendary Collections, uh, which were um, recently just dropped uh, on the Switch. So, pretty good, pretty good. Also, I believe that uh, Target is also uh, having a buy two, get one free sale. I don't know if it's already over or not, but I know they did. Uh, so... Oh, look, even says it on the article. They're doing it. They're matching Target's promotion. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so apparently uh, Persona 4 Gold Golden Steam codes are already on sale. So you can save a few bucks on Persona 4 Golden if you're planning on buying it on Steam. So let's see. The game, the base game is selling for $20, which I mentioned. Uh, while the Delu digital deluxe edition, which gets you the digital soundtrack and digital art book is, is available for $25. However... Um, if you didn't snag Persona 4 Golden on the second it launched on Steam, you can currently grab it for at least 15% off at several official Steam key retailers. Uh, the best deal is at Humble, Humble Bundle, which is offering an exclusive discount for its Humble Choice members. With Humble Choice, you can get Persona 4 Golden for $16 and the Digital Deluxe Edition for $20. So nice, uh, nice pretty good discounts there. Um, so definitely check it out. And here we go. Moving on. PlayStation, uh, their sale right now is uh, based off of uh, remasters and retro. So I believe this was going to be like a topic of the show that we're going to cover about remasters and how we feel about them. But uh, here you can find a bunch of remasters, uh, such as uh, the Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, as well as for, for 18 bucks, as well as uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy for 20, uh, Resident Evil 4 for $8, uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night for 20. Uh, Resident Evil 2, um, which was a game of the year contender last year, for $23. Yeah, that's um, my shout out. Yeah, nice. Um, I also see uh, something that I've been seeing the rounds and making going the rounds is that everyone wants to see uh, Rockstar make a new Bully game. So you can actually get Bully on PSN, um, which is like uh, the PlayStation 2 game ported to the PS4 for $9. So uh, and I don't I don't really see anything else that I want to shout out here other than it looks like there's like a Metal Slug anthology series for six bucks. So uh, pretty good, pretty good. Anything here? Um, no, that's good. All right, cool. All right, so Humble Bundles uh, fight for racial justice. Uh, they raised a. They raised for charity uh, so far $2.4 million in counting. So it's a special one-week bundle which features $1,200 worth of games, books, and comics for just $30. So uh, Baba Is You is part of that bundle. I see Jackbox Party Pack 4, uh, which we talked about. I talk, I've talked about the first game. I see Spelunky, Observer, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, This War Bioshock. of Mine. Oh, yeah, man. They're just – they are just – this is like uh, like the, the deal we talked about last week but on crack. Yeah. Yeah, this one. Yeah, th this one has some. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel. I feel like last week's deal, uh, just because of how cheap it was, right? Like if you were to get it for five dollars, it would probably a little bit of a better deal in that sense. This one has a higher entry point, but at the same time, there are some big bangers here. Um, yeah, Broken Age. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I am definitely, uh, of course you have, as a time of recording, it's four days to go. So when I post, you'll have about, uh, about three days and change, uh, to take advantage of this deal, but it's, a, a, a good deal is a good deal nonetheless. So, uh, definitely worth checking out. 
Yeah, Louis, for the next two, we can just kind of mention them, but we don't need to go through the individual games. But Okay, all right. So uh, just mentioning here, Humble Bundle also has a Resident Evil uh, franchise sale going on, and as well as another Humble Bundle with an indie hit sale, uh, some Shantae's going on and a lot, of, a lot of other stuff. So definitely worth uh, checking out, and you'll, of course, be able to check out the show notes for links. Um, Next thing up here, we have a Steam uh, sale, which is uh, Outer Wilds for 33, uh, 33% off. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that's it for me. I don't have anything else to shout out unless you have cool. something. All right. So you know what we're going to do right now, Louis? We're going to kick it off to our next segment. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. we're going to take a quick break now. And then when we're back, we're going to be joined by David Whitaker, a.k.a. Is it Fame? I keep saying Fame N2K, but before I was calling, I remember like, it's, isn't uh, he referring it's to It's Fame Entertainment. 2K. Fame Entertainment. There we go. Okay. Yeah. N2K is the handle. Yes. Um, but yeah, definitely stick around to hear our chat with Fame and Level 1 Gaming. His experience is putting together the website and everything. It was a good time and I'm sure you all are going to enjoy it. And that that's it. We'll see, we'll see you soon. Yes. What's up, players, and welcome back to Ready Press Play. We're here today joined by David Whitaker, a.k.a. Fame and 2 k founder of Level 1 Gaming and Lewis's boss. <laughs> How are you doing, David? Hey, I, I am doing amazing. I don't look at myself as Lewis's boss anymore. That, that was short-lived, <laughs> but... Uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was good times. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. I, I was kind of referencing a little story or just a quick mention that Lewis did the other day, but also you're his boss on level one gaming in some way. So I think I think that applies to you. <laughs> and I'm doing a terrible job. I'm doing a terrible job as an employee, and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> you're doing great, man. I promise. I promise. So, so David, I, I I need to ask you now. Now that you're you know finally a, a part of the show, I've been kind of trying to make this work for for a few weeks. I think we might have teased it uh, a yes. few weeks ago. Uh, and I, I I need to, but but you've been really busy with uh, everything that's been going on with your website. It just recently launched. I must start by asking you about what that journey has been like. Like what what has it been like to launch this website uh, over the last few weeks? I guess the last month now. It's it's been amazing to say the least. If I can give us a little bit of backstory, um, I've worked at multiple different publications before. Uh, some very smaller stuff like HardNotGamers.com. And um, moved over to uh, TICGN.com or TickGamesNetwork.com. And that was my first big, like, flush into being recognized as gaming media, uh, going out with media access and, you know, sitting down and chatting with CEOs and game developers. And it, it was just an amazing ride. And um, there came a point to where, you know, like, every peacock needs to spread its wings. And uh, I, mm -hmm. I felt like I hit a peak. Um, at uh, TickGamesNetwork.com, uh, I felt like um, at, at some point I needed to move forward, and I, I didn't think I could do it there. So I was with my uh, podcast mates, and I was like, "Hey, man, this back when we were at Tick, I was like, you know, let's let's just let's start our own website." And everyone kind of paused, like, "Are you serious?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, I, I've I've learned everything I need to know. I've got the experience. I got everything I need to um, the experience I need to start on my own. Let's let's branch out, and yeah. if we fail, we fail, you know." So starting the site, man, the first month was unbelievable like i couldn't believe the 
response. Like I had to go to my team and I'm like, hey, we might have made a mistake making our service size too small. Like <laughs> at this rate, we're gonna need a bigger service size because we're we're running mm-hmm. out of space. Like it's it's crazy. And then this month, uh, we're on page to succeed last month. So the the journey That's awesome. The journey has been amazing. I can't believe the response we're getting. Um, I, I'm finding random places, random websites that have our article shared on it. Places I never heard of before, uh, having an artist shirt on it, uh, our work shirt on it. I had a couple of my uh, writers who are getting followed by different developers become some of the pieces they wrote. So it's just been an amazing journey. And I, I kind of shoot myself in the foot, you know, wishing I would have done it earlier, you know, but I, I can't, I have nothing bad to say about my journey over the last, you know, month and a half just because it's been a ride that I, I didn't think I'll be able to go on. Dude, it's never too late. You know, like I sometimes people and I get caught up on that stuff as well. Like, oh, man, I'm, I'm here in my life now. But had I started this earlier, like, I wonder where I could be. Exactly. But at the end of the day, you did it. So many people out there have ideas or want to do something and then they never get to actually go out and do it. Uh, so that's props to you for actually going out there and doing it. And I, I I'm following the site and I, I added it to my feed. I, I have like a a feed aggregator where I throw in a bunch of websites that I follow in there and, and your articles are, you guys' articles are often popping up and I've read a few and um, I I noticed that you're posting a lot. I, I was kind of <laughs> impressed by like, for like a website that's starting, like I, I, I kind of, at first I was like, okay, this is going to, you know, maybe start slow and it's going to build up with over time. But I, every day you guys have a lot of articles coming out there. So how are you being able to, uh, to do that, to cover so much, um, I don't know how big the team is, by the way. Maybe I'm going to be that. honest. It's it's extremely difficult um, mm-hmm. because of the fact that we're working with volunteer writers. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's the most difficult part of working on a small website is, you know, everyone's working for the passion of gaming just because they, they, they have a voice and they want their voice to be heard. Uh, I've been doing YouTube for a long time. And one of my taglines was always let your voice be heard. Like I've been I've been a big um, advocate of that. I feel like everyone has a story to tell. I want you to come tell your story. If you come over level1gaming.com, level1gaming.com, I can guarantee you, I'm going to let you tell your story. I'm going to guarantee you that I'm, you're going to have creative freedom and whatever insight I can give you, whatever place I can put you in, whatever developer I can get you talking to, wherever I can get you in this gaming industry, I will get you there. I just can't pay you right now. Now, granted, we do have a couple of writers who have been killing it and I've pulled some funds uh, with my team and we've been able to, you know, throw them some stuff here and there. And they've been super appreciative i had one guy hit me up i was like hey you know i thought this was just a volunteer thing you know and i, and I told him i said hey i just i just want to show you how much i appreciate you that's all um mm-hmm. but it's, it's extremely extremely difficult like i said i am the quote-unquote head of this thing i um i don't look at myself as a boss I, I look at myself as an equal to everybody um but i i felt like i wanted to lead my team while while walking in front of them instead of walking behind them, which is why I've written 70, almost 80 articles now. Um, a lot of the times, you know, I, these people are at work or they have something going on and, right. you know, I can't necessarily say, hey, I, you have to get this done because at the end of the day, they're volunteers, right? So we don't have a huge team, uh, maybe three to four editors um, and then maybe six to seven dedicated writers. And then some of the podcasters are writing now as well to kind of help supplement, um, mm-hmm. which is why I've, <laughs> I've written so much because I can't, you know, and now if I was paying people on the regular, like, hey, you got a paycheck coming in. I'm not writing this <laughs> right. much. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm For sitting sure. back just kind of watching the landscape. But until I get to the point to where I can pay, I can take people from being volunteer writers to, you know, people on the books, um, 
I, I allow them to, hey, this is what I, I would like for you to do. If you can do that, that'd be great. And for the most part, they do. Um, every once in a while, our Nintendo guy comes up missing. But, hey, that's a <laughs> for another day. Oh, wow. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a blessing and a curse because um, every, anything that anyone gives me um, for free is a blessing. And, I, and I'm thankful for that because they're doing it um, because I've got a rapport with them or they're doing it because they, they just love gaming. They love talking about gaming. They want their voice to be out there and to be known and to be heard and to be respected. But then the curse comes when no one's free and there's 15 news things that's out, PR releases that I'm I'm constantly typing yeah. those up. But it has to get done because if, if, if you know, the site fails and I fail, you know, my team fails and I, I've, I've put too much into this uh, in the last month and a half and I told myself LV1Gaming.com was my last hurrah. I've been doing gaming media for the last, uh, I don't know, eight, nine years or so. And um, I never really got to where I wanted to get being in other places, but um, I can't let this fail. It's, it's It means too much for me um, for this site to fail, which is why I, I work, you know, I work a job, you know, nine to five inside that job, outside that job in the morning. I sometimes I wake up at 6 a.m. and I'm writing articles. <laughs> Damn. I'm at work. I'm on lunch break. I got a I got a sandwich in my mouth and I'm typing articles. I get home before my wife and kids get home. I'm writing articles. I literally write articles 24 seven. Um, and that's because I, I I love this site. I love the people I work with. I love the people I started this with, and I I just refuse to fail. Right on, dude. I really admire that. And and when you talk about you know like you putting all this work into the site and and your your resolve with you know refusing to let it fail whatever that really means right i mean it could mean different things for you yeah um i I, i'm not going to ask necessarily what what failing means to you but i'm curious what does the success look like meaning like where do you want to take this over the next you know three months a year multiple years kind of what's the ultimate obviously the ultimate goal is is growing it um but do you have kind of like a plan or an expectation of uh where you want to be with it like you mentioned like all the writers everything everybody's collaborating and, and volunteering uh to get their work out there and help you and help the website uh do, do you i assume that maybe you want to get to a point where maybe you're making some sort of uh financial uh, getting some sort of financial return from this maybe you can actually hire people make this your full-time thing is that the goal the the ultimate goal the the end goal is when i leave this earth my children and and don't have to worry about you know working for someone that's my Mm -hmm. end goal so to make that happen i have to grow this thing as big as i can get you know if i get to the point if i get to the point to where i'm hiring writers and panning writers full-time that means we're making enough income and i don't have to work my current job but the ultimate end goal um, is to make this something that I can pass down. Something I can say, hey, here's the keys to the to the to the ship. You know, guide it as you see. That's the ultimate goal. And and to be able to get there, you know, I got to continue to grind and 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 you know and and make this thing what I want it to be. But like I said, if I get to the point around paying people, that means we're making enough revenue and I can literally do this full time. Um, I, I I want to be. I don't have a goal to be. Um, just a small site forever, you know. I I, I don't want to mm. be Scottie Pippen. I want to be Michael Jordan. I want to be. <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear IGN GameSpot LV1. That's what I want to hear. Um, I I I I know my team sometimes tells me, "Hey man, you know you're stressing out. You know a lot. You're worrying too much. You're working too hard. You know it's okay. Let's grow slower. Do baby steps." I'm jumping three four steps at a time. <laughs> I'm 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 32 years old. About to be 33. I got small children. Um, I have a wife and I want to be able to leave something behind that, that number one, they can be proud of. And number two, that is theirs. And so to be able to get that, you know, 
is I, I, I got to take more than baby steps. I have to leap. And this is where, I, like I said, I go back and I'm just blown away by the support that we're getting. We're number one. We launched the site um, four months early. We didn't plan on launching the site until I believe like November. Um, we like fall time. We didn't plan launch site. Who things with our creative director Mariah went by really quickly, and was able to launch the site early. And then we expected, you know, kind of like how when you start YouTube, you know, I don't know if you guys ever started a YouTube channel, but you know, you kind of start a YouTube channel, you might get three people to watch something you worked so hard to make, and the next mm-hmm. video may be five, and the next video might be zero. Um, that wasn't the case. Like we were writing articles and about a thousand views. Like holy crap, you know, where did that come from? You know, so. I don't want to regress. Uh, my team is trying to get me to be okay with regression. Hey, if we don't do oh, okay this day, let's do better the next day. I'm, I'm looking at data, trying to figure, okay, what did we do the day before? What content did we put out? Where is it being shared? Let me look at the analytics. All right, is, is, is it a Google search issue? Is it a, a social media issue? Where are our biggest hits coming from? What country are our biggest hits coming from? Let's make sure we tailor stuff to to that particular demographic that way i can fix whatever the issue is to make us dip the day before and uh it's it's nerve-wracking i'm stressed i'm tired but i am absolutely in love and that is why you're the boss man (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure are you looking into like clickbaity stuff like how to write clickbaity titles and things like that because it seems like that's the that's the key nowadays to like get the hit i can answer that (laughs) i can answer that that is a hell no david does not want to go for clickbaity titles because he doesn't want to be a flash in the pan because that's that's all that's all you get when you do that you'll you'll be here today and you'll be gone tomorrow that's not respectable Mm-hmm. Yeah, even when we were like planning the show today, I saw an article that was getting a bunch of hits, and it was like new Lord of the Rings game announced. And then he, and then I opened it, and it was like a new mobile game, and there's no information for it. And I was like, ah, damn it! Gotcha. <laughs> so nothing against mobile games necessarily, but it, you, the it, they intentionally left it out of the title. You could you could tell that they intentionally left it out of the title so that console gamers, PC gamers, would click on it as well. Now the closest um, thing we've gotten to it, we have a new writer. His name is RJ. Very enthusiastic. Um, very ready to go. He messaged me and he was like, Hey, I have a take, but I want to run it by you first. And I tell him, mm-hmm. and I tell him, Hey dude, you have creative freedom. And he, and he told me what it was and it was like, okay, you can write this, but you better have a valid reason to say what you're about to say in the title because you, number one, you're going to make a lot of people upset. And the only you was guys that seen the God of War, it, it was the God, God of War. War. <laughs> it was the God of War. So you're going to make that. a lot of people upset with this title. You better mm-hmm. have a reason behind it. And as I was reading it before I posted, I was like, okay, he has a valid point in a way because the God of War 2018 is not the God of War from the PS3 days. It's, it's a completely yeah. different game. It's, uh, and if you were in love with that style of game, with that hack and slash style of game, then you hated God of War 2018 because that's not God of War. In reality, it's really not. It's a third person over the shoulder, you know, Sony movie style game. It's not the the hack and slash, you know, Devil May Cry style game from before. So yeah. when I saw that, I was like, all right, I'm putting it out there. Be prepared for the heat because you're going to piss a lot of people off. But... He had he had an opinion. He felt passionate about it. And the fact that he came at me about it, I was like, put put it up. I'll edit it and be prepared. And I, I even tweeted out, I did not write this. Because people were coming to me <laughs> because <laughs> my my Twitter handle auto posts everything from the site, everything, whether it's a K-pop right. article or something like that. So people come. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't write this. So if you want to be mad, here's the writer. Go complain <laughs> to him. Yes, I approved it, but I didn't write it. That's his opinion because I love God of War 2018. (laughs) 
I bet that one got a bunch of hits too, because there is such a thing as like the the hate clicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, it was uh, it was pretty bad. On even on N4G, it went there and they were just oh my god, it was. I had to stop looking at the comments. It was bad. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I I got the I got the writer's point though because I I um I can't say that I was a huge God of War fan, but I did play the some uh one and three. I don't think I played two. I I played one and three. I don't think I finished them, but I I played them quite a bit, and and I did really like that style of game. And when I played God of War twenty eighteen, I loved it. I thought it was amazing, but I did think it was weird that that it was a God of War game in a way because it was very much a different game altogether. And I actually know I met somebody that worked on the original games and uh, I, I'm not going to name him, but, but I asked him like what he thought of the newest game if he played it. And he, he had an answer, something akin to like, Oh, that was, that was a great game, but that was not God of War. They should have named it something else. And exactly. So I, I, I got that. I think that's the feeling that uh, your friend is not the only one that that has. I would um, say it's an, a popular opinion simply because uh, everyone just jumped on the bandwagon when it comes to, like, God of War 2018. There's just, I would imagine, like, percentage-wise, they're probably going to be majority new fans versus old-school fans. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. Louis, do you have anything you would like to ask to uh, David in this oh, moment right now? Uh, I mean, like, I just wanted to just, we, we were talking before uh, we started hitting re the record button, but uh, we were just talking about the uh, the article that I wrote, that I read out loud. It was your piece, David, mm -hmm. and I just wanted to say, uh, just basically, you know, shout out to me, shout out to you, shout out to to, to everyone, like the, everyone, everyone gets shout outs here, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just want to toot my own horn and I just want to say that, uh, and I didn't tweet about it because I wanted to, my, my instinct was to tweet out about it, but then that would be like me tooting my own horn kind of thing. But, uh, I, there was like the big, the best compliment, you know, I've ever gotten in a long time that I can think of. It's up there. Whenever you said that, uh, I gave your article a voice and it was, I, that I was insane. It. I meant it, man. I, I, as, as, as I'm writing a lot of times, even that article in particular, I didn't write it with much um, sadness. I kind of wrote it with a, I, I wrote it, I wrote it with a heavy heart and a lot of anger just because of what my people have been screaming since before my birth and is now coming to light just because of how popular social media is and the fact that everyone has a cell phone. Um, so I, I wrote that article uh, with a heavy heart and anger, not necessarily sadness. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't really give much thought to the words I was saying. I was just kind of just, um, spilling it out and I wrote it, typed it up, shared it, and I kind of walked away from it. And, um, I, I didn't re I didn't receive pleasant, um, comments, um, on, uh, N4G and other places, um, about that article. Um, a lot of people didn't like it along with the, uh, the article I showed about, shared about that, uh, Black Lives Matter, Matter controller. Um, the comments weren't nice and I was just kind of, you know, whatever, you know, people, everyone's pissy at this article, that'd be okay. But then when you read it, as you're reading it, I, I got about half a through and I and I rewind it. I was like, I need to, I need to hear this. Like, am I hearing this right? Like, did I really write this? Like, am I writing the words Lewis is saying? And I had to, I did. You know, when I got home, I looked at my laptop. I was like, I I put these words on pen, but I can't read it the way I heard it, the way Lewis read it out to me. And I was like, the reason I can't because Lewis is the voice of that article. He was the voice. No matter how many times I read it again, and that, not the fact that I wrote it. The fact that Lewis put so much into it and he had so much compassion in his voice uh, when he read it that nothing I could do could make me read that article and hear that article um, other than Lewis's voice. 
So when I and I read it again, I I heard his voice and I and I was like, dude, like you gave this article a voice, like you gave it a voice. Like I might have wrote it, but it it was it was it wasn't much to me besides anger um, until you wrote it and until, I mean until you you know read it and it kind of changed my perspective or something that I wrote, which was mind blowing, right? You, you would think shit. You can, <laughs> that is you can insane. Write something. I'm, I'm got goosebumps all over me right now, man. Yeah, it it, it was it was absolutely mind blowing. Like I sat down and wrote that and. I don't know if it was just a out of body type thing, but like I did not feel what I felt until I heard your voice, and it's just it it blew me away. And I was like, man, I I can write something like that, me. And so I'm like, I'm like, am I about to pay Lewis to read all of my articles moving forward? Like, what am I gonna do? But it was it it was an amazing moment, Lewis. And I'm telling you, I meant every single word. And I like I need to go and clip that and save it on my computer because I need. Like that's that's motivation to me that someone can take something I wrote and make it into something new. You took my God of War from PS3 and made it God of War 2018, baby. You made it into a new game that everybody loved, and it, nice. it was great, man. I, I I'm forever grateful um, for that moment because as as much as you say it, it meant to you, it equally felt so much so much more to me uh, so you know this is good to me because of number one anyone the reason think i'll write I, I i'm appreciative but for someone to transform it and make it something better than what it was it's the ultimate compliment and and i'm a i will love you forever i already loved you before but i, I will <laughs> i will love you forever for what you did because that that really took the heavy heartedness and anger out of that article and made it something more and i, I will love you forever for that damn I don't even know where to go from there, man. There's no, there's no segue. Uh, <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, okay. I will say, David, that we we really appreciate that uh, that he wrote that article, and it was a great kind of jumping off point for us um, when when talking about it because you know Louis and I were both like we're both not sure how to how to approach the subject, how to how to bring it up, how to talk about it. Obviously, we're going to be talking about the news that it influenced in the games industry, but there's also like so much more to it that we wanted to make sure that we're not making light of. And and I feel like being able to bring your voice in through Lewis in that article which, you know, we both read beforehand and we thought was like really well written, um really fit in and and helped us kind of even though like it wasn't you weren't there we're bringing your voice in um through you know lewis written the article and everything so so that was it was very nice for us to to be able to have that uh to bring in it one of the things as well is that like and i mentioned this when we're talking about it when lewis and i were coming up with the idea for this podcast really wanted this to be you know a gaming focused show wanted it to be a positive show so we kind of came up with a few pillars that we wanted to follow which is like we don't want to get down here we don't want to you know be too negative we don't want to be controversial for the sake of being controversial we don't want to do anything like that but Mm -hmm. i felt like that was one of those instances where you know we really had to come in and and put out a positive mess like put out the message out there and take a stand because i don't think this is a political issue and i think the people that are making this political are missing the point right exactly. and i i think this is something that we should all regardless of political affiliation regardless of how you feel about all the other issues that influence this country i think this is a very kind of black and white situation where there there's a very clear wrong being done here that we should all rally together around um and i was very happy that we're able to bring your um your voice in that day to to help guide that conversation hey yeah. i appreciate that and you know one of the points you made about it not being a political issue that's right on point but it's also not a black versus white issue it's a us 
versus them. It's issue. true. You know, it's it's me, it's you, it's it's Luis, it's it's you know, uh, Kevin. What uh, it's 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 Meek and another one of the white guys on my on my podcast. It's it's us versus them. It's not a black versus white. It's racist versus non-racism. It, it's it's and it's amazing yeah. that we have we have to debate on whether or not racism is okay in this country at this point in time. But it's like it's not a political issue. It's not a black versus white issue. It's a us versus them issue. And it's crazy how. You know, at that moment, gaming, you know, it did. It stood still. No one was talking about anything. I got, I was getting no PR releases. Um, every company was delaying things. Sony delayed their event. Um, everyone would kind of just stop and was just amplifying voices. And that's an amazing thing to see. And I, I can't wait until my children are old enough to look into their, uh, I would say textbook, but by that time, they'll all have, you know, clear flat screen tablets by the time they get in school because no one has textbooks <laughs> anymore but it'll all be in their brains already <laughs> yeah. Like, you know? yeah like what happened to overhead projectors like we did we had as a kid but um like they're going to look back at this year and, and it's going to be a a a pillar in the history oh, yeah. books like can I, I'm, not, I'm not sure how old you are uh danny how old are you if you don't mind me asking. i'm 26 you're 26 okay so Think about the stuff that we all kind of lived through between Y2K and 9-11 mm-hmm. and like, holy crap. Like we, we've lived through, you know, you know, Ebola and COVID and we, we've lived through so much stuff. And yeah. this, this year has been, just been so crazy with the death of Kobe Bryant and, and, you know, COVID. And, and I actually, I, I don't know if I told Lewis, I think I, I think I told Lewis, I ended up getting COVID. Like, and it was it was one of the worst experiences of my life. It, it sucked. I didn't think I was going to make it out of the hospital, but this is a year I can't wait to be an old man and, and, and tell my children, Hey, you know, I, um, I experienced 2020 and I listened to this and I want, I'm going to play that article that Lewis read. Damn, David, they, you make me sound like I'm living <laughs> like a motherfucking Forrest Gump or something. Man. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so serious. Like I'm, 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 I'm clipping that piece for a, for, for archives. For our for archive purposes, so I can you know when I'm an old man, I can play that. And I'm like, man, that was powerful. And I'm like, yeah, granddaddy wrote that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, but real real talk though, we were gonna have you on that week. We were like scheduling you and stuff, and yeah. uh, you know we kept like we kept on rescheduling. Um, but I don't know how that how like this alternate universe thing would have played out because I was gonna have you read it now if you were on that uh, day. In another world, I would have read that with a whole bunch of anger. I'm like, oh, who is this angry black guy? I get screaming inside the <laughs> microphone. You know, so I, I think it was it was meant to be. And, and like I said, I appreciate you guys being patient. Between this and you guys know I work at a um at a blood bank. I'm one of the operations coordinators there and it's it's a bad time. So I've been at work like crazy and I'm salary, so I can work eighty hours a week and you know, it means nothing, you know. So I appreciate you guys having patience and uh and just inviting me on, man, and wanting to talk and actually caring you know what i have to say because if i can get one person to listen i'm going to talk you know all right well there's two yeah, no there's worries, two more dude. things that are, are we're kind of like running short on time here because uh but i want to ask like 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 do one last thing here ask you one last thing before we get into share the love yeah. uh but i wanted to ask you about your youtube goals uh because right now you're at like three thousand subscribers and climbing and everything uh but you got that one and i know like your fame ent2k uh channel has you know is your personal channel but do you want to focus your resources on making that your your primary channel, or did you want to make the level one gaming YouTube channel the primary driver? It's, it's the level one gaming. The funny thing about my channel, and and I, I, people think I'm I'm lying when I say this, I've lost more subscribers than I have. If that makes any sense, 
Um, hmm. When I first started YouTube, I I didn't I didn't take it serious, man. I would just get on, and people like to hear me rage. So I would I would think of something to rage about, and I would get on camera and, and just kind of scream and holler and put this whole acting facade. And I had um, got over three thousand like easily. You know, I made a whole bunch of subs, and then I kind of like I'm tired of doing this. Like it's not fun. You know, I did I did a video recently. It was my video. Uh, I don't know if you guys seen it. it was uh, the Horizon Zero Dawn going to PC? Yeah, and so I, I brought I brought my one. I brought my character back, you know, and I was just like, you know, I was just, it was satire. And I'm looking at the comments and like all these people that I have now are none of the people from before because none of them knew it was satire. I had to make a comment and say, hey, guys, this isn't real. And I had some big YouTuber with over 200,000 subscribers, uh, Griffin Gaming. He he made a video about it. I'm like, yo, like, where are all the original subscribers I had on this channel? But I would, I would, I would look at my analytics when I actually stopped doing YouTube, and uh, I'm losing 20, 30, 40 subs a week. I mean, it was bad. And I'll, I'll make a video when some will come back, like two or three will come back, and then I'll stop, and then I'll lose another 20 or 30 subscribers. So the fact that I'm even at 3,000 is amazing. I, I would say if I didn't stop, you know, the the ranting and raving, the hooping, the hollering, and, and doing the stuff I was doing, I would probably be somewhere around 10,000 subscribers. But I don't, I don't really see YouTube as a goal. Like it's, it's more of an avenue um, to, at this point, promote the website. Now the level one gaming one, yes, because we have a couple of shows and a couple of skits that are coming out here very soon. Um, the level one gaming one, I do plan to put my heart and soul to like the website, but my personal channel, um, it's 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 a fly by night. You know, I actually had a video I planned on doing about um, the Last of Us two. And I plan on upsetting, you know, the entire gaming community. But I just, I didn't feel like it. Like, I don't think I have it in me, you know, that when I did before, I, I was able to do it. But I don't really have it in me now to to put that that character on. I just, I don't have it. And the people who subscribe to me, that's what they subscribe to me for. And I just, I don't know if I have it in me no more. Like, I was so excited about making that video. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is, I had the whole skit planned out. And I just got home. I was like, nah, I'm good. So, my personal channel... <laughs> Now it's just an avenue to talk about the the website, but the level one gaming channel, um, yes, we we do plan on growing that as big as we can. But it it, it is also an avenue to the web. The, the website is the is the end goal. You know, everything we do, um, if you look at it at a at a chart or a whiteboard, level one gaming dot com is in the middle, and everything else is on the outside pointing toward up. Everything is a funnel to the website. So uh, anything I do, any other podcast I go on, or anything you know that's happening, I'm always going to be mentioning levelonegaming.com because that is the end goal for me. Makes sense. Dope. All right, dude. So uh, as as Lewis quickly mentioned earlier, we have a segment that we do every week on this podcast that we call Sharing the Love, where we or the guests, when we have a guest on, have a chance to just kind of talk about a game that they have has affected them in some meaningful way, either a game that they have fun stories about or a game that they really love from their childhood. And we just try to make it a very positive moment talking about a game that we love. David, do you have any game that you would like to shout out in this segment and talk about? Oh, this, this goes against... Everything I've said over the last couple of years is because <laughs> my my disdain for this game has grown as I've gotten older. So really, really quick backstory. Before I became a real gamer, I only played Madden. 
That's all I did. Mm. Uh, I would go to tournaments. Uh, you know, I, I would be competitive Madden. That's all I did was competitive Madden. <laughs> and, uh, and and I raged when he beat my ass in NFL Blitz on the Nintendo 64. <laughs> <laughs> like I love, and I I despise Madden now as a as a franchise over the last like five years because it's it's literally the same game they're selling us for sixty bucks. But um, that game back then meant like everything to me, and to this day, like whenever when anyone wants to bring it up. Like I'm like, eh, you know, whatever. And like, for instance, and I, I told the story recently. My um, my wife's little brother, he's maybe ten or twelve. He's like, oh man, I got Madden at home. You know, I, I'll beat you <laughs> in Madden. I'm like, look, look, dude, you this ain't what you want. I say, I don't play it no more. But this is not what you want. Oh yeah, I can beat you. I'm like, whatever. So he comes over, and I was like, fine. You know, I win ball Madden. Let's pop it in. Let's play. About ten minutes later, it's like forty four to nothing. <laughs> and he's like he throws the control I don't want to play no more no pick them sticks up I don't care that you're 10 I don't care that you're 11 you're going to get all of the smoke because you shouldn't have said anything you, you, you're going you're gonna to take this whooping and you're going to enjoy it because you shouldn't have said nothing and that brought me so much joy to see him upset and I'm like your tears are delicious like it brought me so much joy for me to destroy this kid like you would think oh I feel bad let me let, me let him score you know let me go ahead and forfeit no <laughs> no, I am enjoying myself. I'm going to beat the brakes off this little kid. Long story short, I ended up winning like 77-3. to three. I gave him a field goal. I felt a little bit bad, but his tears was delicious. And so, and so Madden, Madden, even though I don't play it as much anymore, um, will always be loved by me, even though I hate it. It's a love-hate relationship. Just because any anytime someone says anything about Madden, I, my spidey tenses, my spidey singles, Singles, my spidey senses tingle, and I have to go play it. <laughs> Is there a, a favorite Madden like that's bar, bar none? Like it's Madden '99, or like you know Madden, you know twelve, like or something. Oh. Like. Is there a is there a numbered year that you can say and single out like this is definitive Madden? I could be wrong here if my Madden brain is working. I want to say Madden oh oh eight. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Is it three of? It was the year they brought on the hit stick, mm. just because I felt that I felt every hit in my chest. And I never felt um, an addition to Madden like I felt with the hit stick. You know, they had like quarterback vision, which was stupid, and you know, first player mode, which was stupid. But the hit stick just brought something to the game, and it just felt so good. That and um, is it Madden? Oh four, I know for a fact because they had Michael Vick on the on the cover, and he was impossible to cover. So. Those are my definitely my favorite Madden. I mean, my favorite football game of all time, even though I love Madden, was uh, it's uh, NFL 2K5. Um, 2K made a better football game than Madden. I love Madden uh, back in the day, but I would tell you 2K had a better football game. Um, but 2K5 is my, it's my favorite football game ever. Nice. All right. Right on. Well, thanks for sharing that. That was funny. That was that was dope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, cool. So thank you so much for uh, joining us today, fam. We're going to wrap this up right now. Uh, would you like to plug any of your stuff anymore before uh, before we leave? Yes. Uh, if you're listening, please give me a follow at, at FameENT2K on Twitter. Uh, follow at LV1Gaming uh, on Twitter. Of course, get all your gaming news from LV1Gaming.com. And uh, at the end of the day, man, make sure you love yourself, love gaming, have fun. Um, and yeah, man, that's, that's it.
That's right. Thank you. It's time to end. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Ready Press Play. Remember, you can reach the podcast at readypressplay at gmail.com or simply at readypressplay on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at the Dan Lima and Lewis. At Chocolaka88. That's right. Don't forget to subscribe, give us a review, tell your friends about the show and all that good stuff. Bye bye. Deuces.